listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Rest in peace to them niggas who was dead wrong. Tony Braxton to them niggas, that's a sad song. Cry River Timberlake, the whole industry, record the whole album in my living room in Italy. Niggas who wasn't feeling me secretly want a handout. Keep your mouth shut, I could probably help your man out. Drop a new stack, all lanes get to stepping. Drop a new track, all blocks go to heaven. Kill the web, man, these niggas need their hits up. Kiss a neck, add a dime to the tip cup. She is not slut. Fuck a dude who says so. Just because she fucking doesn't mean she ain't a lady. Kill the whole stage. I never needed a mic check. Semen on my space bar. Fucking tired of Skype sex. Running with a new breed. Me and Bun B. This hip hop nation. That big country. Nigga, please. We ain't stop for no one. Wu Tang generator name. I'm a shogun. Wu Tang generator name. Watch me smoke one. Talk a lot of shit, but none of them will approach him. Game Bino got the first position. The game is ballet. So graceful. Drives he don't want to violate. So angel, fly as I want to be. Mercy. Somebody show these niggas can't hurt me whoa hey welcome to the black guy with podcast your host rod and Karen. and we're live on a saturday morning yes yes y'all ready to do some podcasting just Ooh, in the nick of time are. or the niggers of time depending on <laughs> who's who saying <laughs> you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the black guy who tips leave us five star reviews we appreciate all those you can leave them on itunes and stitcher just search the black guy with tips and leave and write a review um new year new reviews is what we want mm-hmm. more reviews from everybody that hasn't left one uh the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is brought to you by listeners like you i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment today's a new day new day new money dr bambi thank you so much for the current donation uh monique s thank you monique donna n same to you we appreciate you Mm -hmm. got a one-time donation from donald t who says for being patient good folk lol thank you thank you appreciate you kevin w thank you very much uh aisha y thank you aisha Mm -hmm. pamela a b we appreciate you uh our girl falcons diva thank you falcons diva yes jason f we appreciate you jason felicity f thank you mm-hmm. Derek w thank you harold w no relation we appreciate you got a brand new recurring donator donna n thank you donna thank you go have a seat with the new members class okay zachary n thank you so much noel w thank you lawrence c we appreciate you b coleman thank you b coleman uh grace in grace in thank you so much grace linwood c the oldest sounding name of the donators right kiba r thank you very much kiba malanike i thank you preston f thank you preston cedric d entertainer cedric w thank you uh monica t and that's everybody thank you so much for donating this week thank you we appreciate y'all to donate just go to the blackouttips.com look on the right hand side you too can get your name read as long as you uh donate any amount we're recurring or once we'll give you a shout out my power that i can't explain fell from heaven like a shower and i know we've been hurt y'all but still 
I smile. Even though it hurts me, I smile. I know God is working, so I smile. Even though I've been here for a while, I smile. Smile. It's so hard to look up when you look down. Show a hate to see you give up now. You look so much better when you smile. All right, let's get to these uh, five star reviews. We got a few. Yay! Mm-hmm. On iTunes, I think we got four. <clears throat> uh, by Nut Boy, who says best in the biz, five stars. This podcast is lit. Four exclamation points. Thank you. Yeah, I I see flame emojis. I'm not looking at it, so I see flame emojis. Coming out of my shame from the back pew, five stars. <laughs> Come on up front d money says i'm a long time listener five years who heard about the rod and karen doctrine from twitter it has taken me this long to write a review but i refuse to be ashamed of myself 2019 new year new me hey look once you out of the shame closet you don't gotta be shamed Mm-mm, you can sit up front and be proud like everybody else you, you shall have... not hang your head down no more no longer anyway rod and karen y'all have been an integral part of my week for a half a decade and i appreciate your dedication to your craft your consistency your reverence for blackness the fact that you center lgbtia uh, lgbtqia stories and that you find humor in just about everything not unlike myself thank you and i really appreciate all the free content there's so much of it i swear i'll sign up for premium as soon as i get this phd uh it's finished as soon as this phd is finished it starts paying me what it what it owes come on my point shout out to bullet ball d from philly thank you that's interesting like uh people say like you know one day i'm gonna get this but i remember the first well one of the first people i remember saying it was actually lashonda who we now call affectionately the doctor Mm -hmm. but i remember when she was the student (laughs) yes soon to be doctor and was like you know when i get you know when i get this doctor when i get this degree i'm gonna be premium and i was like you know it's cool if you want to do that not no pressure it's never really any pressure right we don't want people to feel the pressure because we understand but uh she really did that do that shit so you know never doubt black women uh just because five stars by ek hines who says y'all deserve thank you thank you that's all you gotta say you don't gotta say a lot and miss monica t says my favorite podcast five stars Mm -hmm. this has become my favorite podcast i've been listening for just over three years and i never miss an episode ryder karen are so smart and funny they have found a way to bring us pop culture and news stories in such a thoughtful way today's news can be so rough on those of us trying to get through um yeah it's true uh each day but this podcast is a great comfort to me there are so many reasons to listen to this show this couple's chemistry is awesome their interviews and guests are great and they engage with their listeners they also have a premium network with so much more i love it thank you thank you yeah that's all you gotta do guys just go to uh the black uh to the blackout tips on itunes search it leave us a five-star review write a little something it could be long it could be short try not to use cuss words itunes doesn't like it um they also don't like stuff like tits um vagina for some reason right like you can say penis but not vagina on itunes anyway just letting you guys know put stars that uh yeah you might have to censor yourself just a little bit just a little bit though um and you can leave us five-star reviews i also put out some news for movie reviews on the sport movie review feed um you can find those um the blackout tips 
the black guy who tells spoiled movie reviews podcast which is you know a long uh it's a a long title but if you just put the blackout tips it'll come up as one of the two it's only two on there um and we recently got up to 157 which is little boxes now um of the the ones that i uploaded there's some notable ones that i think y'all might enjoy uh coco that reviews up there now excellent movie uh star wars the last jedi Mm -hmm. justice league an infamous review (laughs) uh thor ragnarok ah that was the ball the foreigner a film i loved man mm-hmm. underrated that's, that's actually one of jack and chan's best movies blade runner 2049 a film i hated uh let's see what else is notable it kingsman golden circle um when we reviewed uh let's see uh oh detroit a very controversial movie mm-hmm. um so there's there's some there's some good ones in there atomic blonde a bunch of if you're a movie person and you want to hear our reviews for free just go to spoil the blackout to spoil movie reviews and you'll see them so uh and we do spoil the movie so you know be prepared be prepared all right here's some more spoil movie reviews that we got uh nutboy says karen and rod you guys are the best thank you thank you we need reviews at the sport movie review podcast we don't have a lot we only got 17 um yeah, so for those of you going i already left mine well the offering plate is going around again we want five more stars we know some of y'all just gave but you know the building fund gotta keep going with these stars so we're gonna ask that everybody dig down a little bit deeper and give us five more stars i know we haven't fixed the ac Mm-mm. but and i know that the kids missionary trip hasn't started yet but we need the money trust me continue Mm-mm. to use the martin luther king fans Mm-mm. until we get the ac fixed with your with your five-star yeah. views keep on giving y'all know um even though it's a little early we're getting ready for vacation bible study the summertime will be here for you know it and the children will be out of school we got to get them something to eat while they're here so go ahead and continue to give your five stars um so all right let's see uh not oh wait wait what was i i'm on itunes still sorry uh son shaft says this is my five stars hi rod and karen i love your show i support people in institutions that support us i work in the content creation business so i know how hard it is just want to tell you i appreciate your work justin b thank you justin thank you uh appreciate you and lastly melisandi 91 who says nothing better than a human podcast five stars hi hi karen and rod i said i would leave a five star rating as much as i can and i plan on sticking to that promise you two are a prize to pod listeners and i'm so thankful that a friend of mine turned me on to y'all plus i get to listen to my favorite podcast with people who represent my home state i'm in raleigh oh shout out to raleigh i know right keep doing what you're doing take the time for mental health and rejuvenation when you need it we ain't going anywhere thank you and we will (laughs) thank you baby i'm dead serious i'm sticking to that like i'm not working myself to death uh and i mean it's still fun i'm still working hard i mean obviously i don't think there's anything wrong with working hard i think i'll always be a hard worker but same you know i'm just trying to learn you know sometimes you gotta listen to yourself sometimes it means taking a day off in the middle of the week and weeks with three episodes two episodes or whatever sometimes weeks with no episode um all that stuff man so um you know as, as much as we try to share and stuff it's it's hard to think about this way but i i have i have to for my own like personal just worth sometimes i think you know with all the sharing of our platform us going on other platforms it's still work 
you know it might be oh i'm just gonna hop on the same check with chris that's work um yeah, people don't look at it as work you know it is. i'm interviewing a couple people for a pot that's work um i'm gonna um uh be a guest on the dream team tomorrow i was on jl covans making america making podcasts great again it's fun but it yes. also is work because i take it seriously and we're good at what we do correct and we're scheduling things all the time and we're doing stuff behind the scenes and we got advertisers and stuff it's work even when it you know even, even when, when it's i fun. i know yeah it's fun right exactly raising in, raisins in everything says five stars on stitcher <laughs> always entertaining the blackout test podcast covers news and current topics with humor and a unique perspective rod and karen are funny uh fun and funny whether they are just talking about everyday things or interviewing a guest listening to them is like hanging out with good friends that like to riff on each other i especially like when they get on the long run of extremely bad puns plus <laughs> they're local nc folks and i like to support local talent okay i gotta confess that i'm writing this five-star review not just because this is a great podcast it is and you should totally subscribe i'm hoping to get in rod and karen's good graces so i can get an invitation to the cookout tm i would even be willing to bring potato salad sadly however i've admitted to putting raisins and everything that i bring to the office <laughs> pot look raisin raisin pie which just qualifies me from ever attending still here's hoping Oh no! It depends. You can come to the cookout. You just can't bring no food. Mm-mm, a baby, you can do to go cups, to go plates, plastic, like all the ice. We, we need, need all the ice. We need them fold-out chairs. Yeah, we do. Table, tablecloths. And I'm assuming if you want to invite to the cookout, that means you're white, so you can bring the chairs because that means you're gonna be there on time. We'll be there hours later. Don't worry about when we be there. You but, you'll be set up. Be done. Yeah. Did a floor arrangement, and everything. Set up the chairs and the tables, mm-hmm. and uh we'll get there when we get there and we'll bring the food so yes you may want to bring a snack because the food will be late yes yeah just is, just be sure you still pack an extra snack yeah. on the side bring your little your own little personal cooler with your name on it and be like nope this is mine because i know it's gonna be why for we eat yeah i'm personally inviting all the white people that do even the barest of minimum to the uh cookout because mm-hmm. i don't think there's gonna be a lot of black people there to be honest with y'all <laughs> um, i think uh, I think it's not gonna be that many black people because black people keep getting kicked out of stuff. <laughs> right, come on! I mean, by other black people, not like it's not, Terry, yeah, not by us. Terry Crews was a hero. Now he can't go to the cookout. You know, DL Hewley can't come for show. You know, like it's, it's hard to keep up with the with the post of uh, the black cookout Twitter. So I feel like you got a good chance of getting in as anybody. Come on! All right, we had comments on our episode, theblackgaltist.com. Go to the episodes. Uh, should be on the front page or just click on podcast episodes at the top of the page. And there you can leave comments on each episode. We leave a post for each one. Episode 1834, Official Play Cousins. We got three comments. It was a feedback show. Brooklyn Shoebay says, I saw a MAGA hat out, I saw a MAGA out in the wild in the fall of 2016 before the election my neighborhood is mostly red i was shocked i was shocked as fuck when i saw it especially since the old white dude was in a mexican-owned coffee shop getting his donuts what he's like i'll take these donuts to go just like i'll take you to go out of my country make america all great right. like, it, it, and, and what's so funny is that if we all leave everything's gonna be bland like mm-hmm. all the culture will be gone all the a lot of the music will be gone uh you know it's like y'all won't 
put out this you want to enjoy us but tell us you hate us at the same time that's actually counterproductive to what you're trying to accomplish here he loved the mexican spices on them donuts come on he don't want to eat them damn dunkin donuts you know them shits is trash come on. you love them chorizos them cake donuts with no flavor if it was if it was up to white people donuts just taste like salt that's not good salt and pepper to taste with a with fried dough <laughs> um really bro i had to leave without getting my coffee because i was afraid i'd say something of course that's back when i thought trump wasn't really going to win oh man so sorry okay there were a lot of people that didn't think that man was gonna win yeah, i i would always knew it was a possibility uh but even though you know it's a possibility and the reality are two different things so yes i was very hurt and crushed but it's one of those things where white people gonna white <laughs> and uh so you know it's one of those things where i was like oh so this was the backlash to the most and, and it's not and not to demean barack obama but the most softest black person that will ever be president and i don't mean that in and he's, nah, he's the most respectable type right. of black person that they would ever invite in he's half white he's uh harvard educated articulate well in shape um married to a black woman which is the most like no and this is not like you said no offense the blackest thing about him is that once like it's this thing where in our community it validates him in a way because we're like not just that he's with a black woman that black woman right michelle obama is that is the kind of black woman that we're like okay yeah we think she's a real deal you know um and for white people that feel that's on that stay in your lane shit they they actually probably like that he had a black wife you know and authenticity wise it hurt it didn't hurt him with the black electorate as much as it would have if he had a white wife um you know unless like she was super fucking woke or something so anyway the point being like he was all the little shit you check off all the but i did and they and they fucking revolted and, and put a racist in charge he was everything and that's why i know you're lying he was everything that y'all tell us to strive to be most black people know in their lifetime particularly black people that are in a lot of white circles that that that's what you want us to be like that is 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 the simple quote unquote yeah, he's aspirational as far as what white people think black people should aspire to right and 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 and, and the second he breathes hard you nigger and you All just right. want to tear the place down we're going well that's like the bare the, like the the bare minimal like y'all yeah. don't want no real quote-unquote black person in there because you couldn't fucking handle it yeah that's yeah that's one of the reasons i i'm cool on a lot of his the criticism he gets from black people Correct. that are too that are super woke is i'm kind of cool on it because i'm like yes but then there's this part that you don't want to admit which is if he were the militant black man you would like him to be he would he couldn't get elected and you don't nobody ever wants to talk about that part they right. always want to be like he could have been like this is like right and the elephant in the room is this country elected trump after that black man they would have never even elected another type of black man correct and shit they might not elect another type of black man anyway um alice says "Woo, emil had the time and the tea this morning applause emoji hell yes to everything you said um brooklyn i mean sorry great uncle bob says i live in maryland and work as a federal contractor going to dc and northern virginia for work a lot the maggots are out here man Mm -mm mm-mm I hate when I have a meeting with some branch chief or deputy director of some government department. 
the government department and they have their red hat or frame picture with 45 up on the wall and i gotta grit and keep it professional until the meeting is over right yeah that's another thing i think about too also people in like the service industry mm-hmm. um like i saw a video of a black woman that worked at hooters and this dude came in wearing a um make america black dude wearing a make america great again hat and he's a youtuber so he was clearly trying to stir up controversy so he could like make a viral video off of it but it's like yo they really see these people at work as fodder it's like look at me i'm basically wearing a confederate flag wow really you gonna look at me funny well i'm gonna put it on the internet (laughs) so crazy the poll was simple did you watch the super bowl yes or no 28 percent of y'all said yes 72 percent said no i don't know i don't think i've ever asked this question before so i don't know if this would have been similar or people boycotting but we did have comments okay so maybe we can find out that way tina noir says i heard my boyfriend downstairs watching quote uh question mark question mark question mark question mark i felt betrayed then when the halftime show came on big boy's part he yelled for me to come see my people king troll let me fo let me fo test in peace sir <laughs> alicia says watched it out of pure boredom and fell asleep towards the end only went to the super bowl party for the free delicious foods yeah that's the thing like super bowl was also always more of a social event than a football event to me correct it's always been like that you have people that don't give a fuck about football never 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 but I always go find a way to a super bowl party yeah and so in my mind i never went to super bowl parties and shit because mm-hmm. i actually do like the football but in the when i hear super bowl i think oh this is going to be everybody who doesn't really like football that much their turn to watch football and eat chips and and watch you know laugh at the commercials and stuff like that and talk over all the goddamn sound right and so me and Karen have always watched it at home by ourselves or whatever because that's goddamn annoying when you're like hey, I, i'm actually i actually want to watch the game i actually you know the, the chips and nachos and queso was fine but i didn't actually come for the social part of this right and so to hear that uh the ratings did go down i think they it was the lowest in the last 10 years mm-hmm. so good for everybody that boycotted um and it's interesting to me because i still don't know what people want out of the nfl after this what if this this means next year they're gonna boycott again if this means next year they they'll be watching i I don't know what the rules are to it but i'm glad people felt like they had some impact and hopefully their feelings were validated um but y'all didn't miss much as somebody to watch it it was just okay and the commercials was just okay and I, I and the game was a defensive game so most people wouldn't have wanted to see that shit anyway correct allegra says i always have asked to watch the super bowl and the nfl season in general and this year was no different with a lot of question marks brooklyn shube says uh-uh. yes because it's a tradition i do watch mostly for the commercials and the halftime show especially when it's the my patriot when it's the patriots playing i was so bored this year from the time the, from the game to the commercials to the halftime show yeah it's so wild that the the commercials were so whack but um i was listening to what was i listening to i was listening to keith and the girl this morning and they were talking about how the oscars don't have a host and they were kind of like yeah you dummies y'all fucked up you couldn't get a host nobody wants to host your event now because y'all wouldn't even take kevin hart blah 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 okay and then i was listening to this podcast called shrink talk a local like charlotte kind of podcast that they talk about pop culture and they're all like therapists and psychologists or whatever um and they were talking about uh call out culture and all this stuff 
and the internet and what it made me think about is this the reason and i feel like i said this before but i i didn't have time on balls deep this week because justin went on a tangent about mariah carey uh um the i feel like what happened is and it's the it's kind of a reckoning of the internet and maybe even the overcorrection of the internet and or at least the illusion of power on the internet people have kind of stripped the funny out of a lot of shit yes and i don't and they under the guise of this is what we want but this was kind of the ultimate conclusion you're eventually going to get to the point where it's not entertaining correct and i think people will never take the onus for this and it's almost like companies are going to get hip eventually and realize you kind of can't listen to the internet and i don't mean that disparaging because there's sometimes where the internet has done things and like changed the world and really raised awareness but but you got to take everything with a grain of salt if you have an oscars host an emmys host a tv show like a a war show host and they don't say something controversial during the um broadcast it is going to be called boring like you you're going to have to piss a few people off to wake them up a little bit and you're gonna have to do something that not everybody's gonna agree with because if you make no choices then it's almost like less it's almost less than than even fucking up um and what i saw with these commercials this year for the super bowl a lot of people tell you that really safe and really safe isn't really funny normally nope and and i'm I'm sorry you finished the sorry um well uh like and and the same thing with like the oscars and stuff even if kevin hart would have hosted it they were gonna do very safe humor like don't mock too many people in the room don't make anybody feel too bad make some some broad generalizations about race and me too and stuff but don't get into a territory where like you're gonna piss off somebody or you're gonna like shout out that there's a person that's abusive in the audience or you're gonna say something bad about brian singer like we need you to kind of keep it to a certain extent like away from all the like edges and in the middle is where the boring shit is and that's why the shit don't be funny and that's why i don't nobody want to host the oscars and they'll blame they'll say it's because the oscars are too uptight it's not the oscars it's us it's the people you know the fact that um now that it's embellished we talked about it enough on the show but for you know let's just be in broad terms the fact that kevin hart made gay jokes and jokes about gay people x amount of years ago and that was something they wanted him to apologize for but after offering him the job so it really that to me says the the organization didn't really have a problem with him or those jokes they got they saw the twitter backlash and went "Uh uh-oh because they were actually living for twitter via the awards you know and it it may be better for society i'm not even knocking it to say like this is this is the worst we what has happened to us this may actually be better than what we grew up on it you know one of the things that that, uh went away that a lot of people don't talk about is um the the red carpet people who used to shit on everybody's outfit Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Joan Rivers, Melissa Rivers. Over the past few years, that that genre has been dying out. E used to do it, um, and and they had um, at one point they had like Ozzy Osbourne's daughter was doing it, and basically end up you know they stopped doing it because for for the one Twitter already is terrible with that kind of hypocrisy and doing that shit to mm-hmm. people, but for the most part 
people don't want to see them do it unless they can judge them doing it and then of course make themselves feel better so it's like even if you were thinking to yourself like wow that outfit makes her look like a blimp they can say that on twitter somebody can say that on twitter and we'll be like either like oh that's messed up or ha 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 share this meme but it let joan river say that on tv and people are like you know what the fuck this is is why i don't like these bitches what's wrong with this show and so it's kind of changed over the last 10 years or so all that to say i thought the super bowl commercials were mostly boring because they were all like let's not make the joke let's not be funny let's just show nostalgia let's just show like kit knight rider um you know the knight rider car kit let's show bumblebee the transformer let's show uh hey remember that cartoon from the 80s like that that's how they were doing to replace like actual humor go ahead what were you gonna say karen and slowly talking about the super bowl commercials slowly over the last uh, particularly the last five to seven years the super bowl commercials the quality have been going down mm-hmm. and then you talked about it if they do something that's quote-unquote controversial if they do something that's fucking funny if they do something that's hilarious it's the fucking backlash and everybody's mad and everybody's angry it's the talk of the town everybody's talking about this thing i think they did a few years ago where they had like somebody smack somebody it was like the a- dude it was i remember it it was the black couple in the park or something a white woman walked by and the black woman hit the black man for like flirting with this woman i don't know if she hit him with a pepsi can or something it was extremely controversial extremely insensitive and fucked up and we talked about that commercial more than we've ever talked about another fucking pepsi commercial since like they went out and did everything right this time and got Stephen colbert and little john and cardi b and we talked about it for about three seconds and was like all right that was okay you know everything was just okay matter of fact that Pepsi commercial was the theme of the super bowl occur it was occur uh <laughs> that was all we got from it uh and now and, and like i said i'm not even mad about it i just think it, this was always because i've been saying it for years this was always the way that it was trending towards it's almost better as a company to just not piss people off and your commercial be kind of whack than to like take a chance piss people off and or or it could be extremely funny you know correct and the thing is funny is subjective so it's here to miss mm-hmm. and because it's here to miss companies are like we don't want to miss because with soup bowl when you miss you miss bad it's, it's not everybody it's, right it's not like you miss and we just showing it at eight o'clock on the thursday night doing mm-hmm. arrow when you miss it literally everybody across the country and, and all parts of the world are literally watching so people are watching it in real time and you're seeing people's responses to and, this and in also, real time i'm sorry oh and also people was getting so sensitive even like two years ago because i remember like there was it was like people was looking for ways to be offended about some of the stuff and i and i and i'm not one of those like the pc people but literally some of these commercials were really like uh it will be stuff like a boy ask a girl to the prom and then like someone by the end of the night would be like is this joke really about rape culture are we saying that that we are really putting heteronormativity into and it's like oh yeah i i was a company and my job was to make commercial for the super bowl and that means we that means we got a bunch of fringe viewers who normally don't even watch this shit right i would probably be like you know what let's just put fucking bumblebee eating a cake like let's just do that because 
what's the point of us trying to make this statement about you know watch this child become a man in his first car or some shit why why do that and then get lit the fuck up the next day uh when you could just be like hey guys remember knight rider hey uh <laughs> bazooka joe you know i i can see that so yeah and and also i think for me like you said this was the trend and this was the wave and like i said i'm to the conclusion most people don't know what they want because you can't have it both ways you can't have a fucking hilarious uh uh, uh comedy uh time doing all the super bowl commercials but yet want to fuss about how every super bowl commercial is offensive like all of them all of them offensive so it's like you can't have both ways so i, I understand from the company's perspective i think one year it was one where uh it was this robot and the robot was like going through his job and i think at the end the robot ended up jumping off a cliff or something like that i remember that and everybody talking about well this suicide okay i know it might be fucked up it's a goddamn robot okay it's a fucking robot in my right. mind i'm like this is not a human being this is not a person what are we talking about here guys you know um but it was a controversial right. so for companies they like you what you gonna get it's this fucking polar bear drinking a coca-cola bottle <laughs> with some fucking penguins be happy here's my million dollars nfl fuck y'all right and like then, you can't have it both ways guys and then everybody's like this shit was boring <laughs> right and they're like well be bored to death because i don't want we because like we don't want the because the backlash normally sometimes lasts for months after this and people will start boycotting all kinds of right. shit once once this stuff get to trending and companies are like at the end of the day we're about them dollars and cents if it don't make dollars it don't make sense and to have y'all boycotting us don't make us a dime uh, oh, i'm sorry uh, go ahead no i mean yeah and, and having y'all boycotting us don't make us money but it can affect our dollars in the long run so for the companies i'm like i said i don't blame them yes you're gonna get a singing and dancing gorilla or or kangaroo racist racist i'm I'm sorry okay kangaroo uh maybe kangaroo maybe i'm sorry not a gorilla though gorilla my cancel cancel my bad y'all i'm going back to my old ways i'm sorry you just got you just got racist you just got honda cancel karen thank you for nothing see this is why i don't make the super bowl commercials remember the y'all com- would cancel my black ass oh you know the other one this is like i had to be two years ago and like like i said i know this sounds like we're being insensitive but i'm really not and i can i feel like i say it as a black person but the commercial with the people that was robbing the bank in the car and the whole point was the electric car could outlast the gas yes cars and the police ran out of gas that and that's shit, how they got away that shit was hilarious to me it was hilarious yes. and then but i remember all the people being like see the police would have killed them if they were black so this is a commercial about white privilege and how white men get to do and i was like god damn don't don't watch the super bowl low key this was the most peaceful super bowl experience I- um, it really ha- was the, the only like it was the most peaceful like super bowl aftermath i put it that way right. because after it was over there weren't any think pieces because all the kind of think piece right people was boycotting which is good i like Come that. On. um i hope they do continue to keep that same energy me too um but the the only hard part was the people arguing before and during the super bowl about who can and can't watch it but other than that oh man it was so good to get the wokes away from it like y'all go outside do something fun like next week next year i might make a fake boycott of the super bowl and be like we're all gonna live tweet coming to america instead of you know we all gonna live tweet not coming to america too problematic for them we all gonna live tweet eyes on the prize 
the entire <laughs> series no uh, we're gonna retweet root, roots we're gonna live tweet roots and then and then once it starts i'm gonna actually turn the super bowl on and hop on my other account and live tweet it oh gotta figure something out all right um but yeah um Brooklyn Shoebait says, yes, because of the tradition, I do watch mostly for the commercials and the halftime show, especially with the Patriots playing. I was so bored, da da da. Um, what was I? At? Oh, I love Maroon 5. I own four of their albums going back to 2003. I've seen live performances of theirs and they can bring so much more energy. So I don't know why this is such a dead performance. Hmm. Maybe this was their version of kneeling like with Colin. Ha! <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, the song selection was a part of it. It, if they would have got their original show because they got a song with cardi and mm. cardi would have been there it would have been lit um and a lot of <laughs> and we would have got to see who was for real about that kaepernick shit because she and beyonce and a lot of people kind of moved the trend rihanna by being vocally on some like well i don't think beyonce was vocal but kind of vocally being like i'm not fucking with the super bowl so it kind of moved the trend to like yeah and i'm not fucking with it either um but if it would have been the opposite way with cardi would be like man fuck that i'm still doing this this halftime show i think you would have actually seen people that instead of calling her like a coon and a sellout that because i think cardi's a little bit bulletproof right now instead of calling her coon and a sellout they would have been like i'll watch for the halftime show but i ain't watching no motherfucking football of course and it would have been straight like her one part when she came out like how missy did uh uh two years ago mm-hmm. it would have been like that yeah and also i think for me even with maroon five they didn't even play some of their more popular songs like right. like they played their popular songs but like some of they bops mm. that it's like they song selection wasn't their biggest bops and then like roger said something is very important because y'all were trying to put lego pieces that actually didn't belong together mm-hmm. you had to stop start stop start stop start so there wasn't like a continual flow you know mm-hmm. normally when they do the super bowl some of these artists have songs together some of these artists or or either they they'll collaborate you, they'll, they'll do something mm-hmm. to make it like a seamless flow and this year it was just like okay stop big boy okay stop travis scott okay stop back to maroon five and because of that it felt choppy yeah i think next year we're probably gonna be looking at like molly cyrus some country music people mm, you know it uh some rock and roll may, i don't even yeah maybe some rock and roll i feel like they've gone through so many rock and roll groups i don't know who's left but that's their go-to that's what we're gonna be looking at like i think they're gonna stop looking at niggas for this shit because yes they are as long as black people however long they're gonna be on this like we not fucking with the super bowl shit i mean why would they keep reaching out to black artists just to get stunted on because then when you say no everybody gotta run to the paper like i told them niggas no (laughs) and then it makes it more pressure for the next black person to say no and whatnot Mm. um so i was you know i can see them at some point being like we can get big name country stars and we can get big name like oh like white pop stars and shit uh that's fucking with this yeah and it's one of those things truth be told they go we all know they don't care right y'all hope everybody know they don't care so they go oh oh so we can quit pretending and wasting fucking time so okay so that means cross all the niggas off the list cool uh what do you guys think of the so-called controversy regarding adam levine's nipples oh because he took his shirt off is it a controversy that's what i would ask it's been five days i would not call what that happened was a controversy 
um and i do hear people trying to compare it to the janet jackson thing i thought it was a very obvious point people were making but if i'm gonna be real with y'all and i think if we can all be real with each other for a second if any woman pulls her titties out at the fucking super bowl it's gonna be a big problem and i don't mean that on like even the way that happened to janet i think what was more offensive about janet to me was not that she pulled her titties out or whatever I, i've been wanting to see janet titties my whole life so that was <laughs> to me that was a very special moment that i became a man that day oh lord but, um to me it was the the way that they like blackballed her the way that justin timberlake mm-hmm. kind of ejected from that shit yes he did and made it like because i never and i know he'll swear to it to this day and janet was gracious enough to kind of provide him a little bit of an out but i'll never believe that it was an actual wardrobe malfunction and i'll never believe that that justin timberlake ain't know that titty was under there now maybe maybe that he's been telling the truth and she's been telling the truth and really like that's really what happened or maybe she set him up and she was like i want to show the world my titty and it's whatever but i really thought it was the kind of thing where a year or two would pass and we could all go eh, wardrobe malfunction the end and we found out this year that less moon last year that less moon vest was really behind her being blackballed so come on that adds another level to it and justin timberlake went up there and begged basically for his career's sake um and i know a lot of black people don't like that but i I really don't judge them for that shit because it's easy to say when it's not your career we all are like yeah i would have said but i don't really know that that motherfuckers is really about it like that that they was willing to throw their career away uh against a powerful abusive man um but janet was real like that she never bowed down to that motherfucker and continue to flourish without his ass okay and continue to tour do right all types of shit in and it. live long enough to dance on his motherfucking grave come on because it, and, and you knew something was wrong you couldn't pinpoint it because every time they would have these fucking greatest ever and all these you were like why isn't her name on these goddamn lists like right. i don't understand like every single time right. she wasn't making any of these lists like right. it just never all these award shows we never did uh you know how at at, at the music awards they do a lifetime achievement right. awards you like she's not what you were like she's been going back to the 80s and mm. you know in it not to, and it's people that are their music is revolutionary don't get me wrong but 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 they ain't popping like janet and you going but so-and-so made it and so-and-so made it but you can't put janet on this goddamn list yeah so for me um i you know that was my thing was like um the horrible unfairness of that to me was not about whether or not somebody can show a nipple at the super bowl a man or a woman um we know the societal like like that's such a bigger societal battle of men's chest for chest versus women's chest and sexualization and stuff that that's not a super bowl thing that's not a like why did the super bowl choose to act this way no no if we gotta be real if that would have happened at the grammys if that would have happened at the mtv awards it would be censored out we have decided that somehow women showing their titties is sexual every time no matter for what purpose right and we've decided that men doing it even though it's sexual is somehow acceptable right i mean rick ross been walking around shaking titties forever right Ever, dog. so so i thought people were trying to like they were being a little facetious with the like 
so he can pull his nipples out and the nfl won't boycott him it's like nobody's gonna boycott a man for taking his shirt off y'all know that like that's not a the super bowl's hypocrisy that's the world's hypocrisy and the super bowl is not any more complicit in it than they are uh driven by it or whatever um so that's how i felt it was like a not not i didn't even mention it because to me it was like a not people weren't being honest with that moment and being they weren't actually offended or feeling like oh my god what a double standard they that they there's no way you could be shocked by that double standard in 2019 there's no zero percent chance if this fucking super bowl came on hbo okay then i got you like pull them titties out you know what i mean uh-huh. but it, that's we knew that shit wasn't gonna happen so and also let me tell you something that goes to tell you how fucking boring it was it was so boring that nipplegate became a problem but if y'all had some real controversy that wouldn't have been at the fucking bottom of the list it wasn't even a problem or controversy in my opinion we ain't even right. really talk we talking about this because it's on the feedback show but right nobody really cared no they didn't but the only reason why like you said they have to drum up something something has to happen so because nothing else happened this is the controversy also anybody woke enough to still be mad about janet jackson uh 20 however many years later what you doing watching the super bowl dog Hmm? Hmm? you know you weren't supposed to be watching this shit okay if you woke enough to still be like keep that same energy i don't fuck with the super bowl then this one definitely wasn't the one to start back watching <laughs> like this is like these agendas be all over the place man oh, i love black people man i love being black because like a car wreck yeah i love being black just because you get i like if you add a little levity to the shit it's like kind of funny because like so you boycotted but you did watch but you're not supposed to be watching but you but now you're mad about something you weren't supposed to see because it's not like that performance was so good that it was like everybody gonna talk about these dudes nipples for the rest of the mm-hmm. day like oh god i love it anyway eve says i didn't watch not because of boycotting the nfl i just couldn't stand watching the patriots win another super bowl because i'm a hater so i played video games in my other room my husband watched though and he was bored so i didn't miss anything you really didn't like y'all didn't miss shit um yeah, co- we, oh we actually order food because you know not sometimes we like order wings you know but i was like this year you know what nah we ain't gonna do that and i'm glad yeah we ordered food and it got here on time and everything like it, 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 nobody it, was watching that super bowl man and and we was like it when when roger said it got it literally got here on time cause we was like yeah super bowl we know everybody gonna be ordering food that shit got there quick i was like oh shit like literally nobody watching because you know super bowl particularly if you order wings or mm-hmm. pizza or anything like that everything jumping mm, with nothing jumping episode 1835 couples goals um we had four comments um this one we had brandon and tati uh medium popcorn podcast yes um let's get into your comments phil says hello my favorite tipping black folks back in 2006 when i was just a young adult driving back home through sills Sillsby, texas is where i got my first traffic ticket for driving while my hobby with my hobbies on i had to spend half my next paycheck on that 264 dollar violation come on i feel you sucks when you are high, a high school senior but i had a good job at target and they gave us those holiday hours all i can say is it was a learning experience and that today's headlights are too bright as compared to my old 1988 chevy corsica <laughs> yes they are thanks for all the great content Ryder karen thank you phil uh matthew delano says 
hey y'all i'm a little behind on the episodes but catching up quickly i listened to episode 1833 and i heard about rod cutting his finger messing with them carrots and wanted to share a little bit of my culinary knowledge with y'all uh uh because i love y'all cut a flat side on the bottom of the carrot so it won't roll and tuck them fingers like a cat's paw i tried to find a video but they was too long love you and bless up wakanda forever thank you thank you yeah i'll know better next time okay uh i luckily i didn't bleed on the carrots you know that's the good part but right and my fingers out healed now and i actually been playing it actually kind of worked out because when my finger got cut i felt like my hip was almost healed enough for me to start playing basketball again and i probably would have played basketball about four or five days earlier than i started and uh i'm glad i took them extra four or five days because i've been playing i played tuesday thursday and then this morning and i feel fucking fine like oh that's great yeah it's, it's like almost back to 100 percent. and uh yeah i guess i cut my finger fortuitously but i'll never fucking let that shit happen again i'll tell you that homeboy Mm-mm. i don't know what i was thinking <laughs> it's like as i did it i knew the right way to cut it right after i cut my finger i was like oh yeah because you got to remember i cut my finger like two carrots in i cut the rest of the motherfuckers ain't cut nothing ain't cut my finger or nothing so i figured it out the problem was being <laughs> stupid in the first place miss 1ko says the mj r kelly combo and the boycotts in general woo chilly i didn't watch the surviving r kelly docuseries and i won't be watching the mj documentary either preserving my mental space is paramount i'll assume the worst and keep it moving i feel you on that though Every, i think that's one of the things that's interesting is uh we are in a world now where people talk about being triggered and what's violence and ptsd and trauma and blah 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 we use these words a lot um but then at the same time there's all this pressure on people to be like you need to read up on all the trauma and the things that the people did so you can be woke and be on time and know that this person ain't shit and canceled and all that type of shit um and 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 it kind of is like this overwhelming like constantly uh traumatic world that has been invented via social media because even if you're trying to stay away from the shit you can't like you can't really be anywhere without someone bringing it up yeah and and it's a pressure you know and so for me i fight against that i'm grown you don't tell me what the fuck do and i'll consume it when i feel like it and a lot of people don't know how to just tell people i'm not watching that shit and keep it going it's okay i don't got to know everything i ain't got to be up on everything i ain't got to be the wokers of the woke 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 niggas out there i'll learn when it's time for me to learn over something that i'm interested in and i know for a lot of people they feel like that's counterproductive but i know the things that i can handle and i can't handle constantly being constantly consuming all these things well you've gotten a lot better i think though because mm-hmm. uh and i don't know if better is the right word but yeah I have. you know uh there's a there's a time where you would just be like checking out on stuff and uh you know like we watched the trayvon martin series last year uh we watched surviving r kelly um and i like when you watch this stuff because if we're going to talk about something on a show i like what we both know mm-hmm. as opposed to just me kind of describing it to you which is fine you know there's people that listen to the audience that will never see it either and i wouldn't you know obviously i've never pressured you or guilted you into watching any of this shit mm-hmm. i don't do that uh but it was kind of cool to be like okay cool we watched it together so you know how 
now we both and i was and i learned stuff this way too because sometimes either via documentary and then putting it all in order i'm like oh okay that's how that fits to this piece and oh i remember this fits up with my experience i remember this thing happening and now i know why you know stuff like that um and then also the other thing i like is sometimes visually audio and when they have like proof i learn better like i know all these people said we don't need another piece of media about ted bundy well guess what i fucking did because i remember all that shit or know all that shit right so it was new to me like that ted that ted bundy thing literally opened up my eyes and i know it's a lot of buffs out there but (laughs) this nigga was doing shit when i was a child like i think i was one years old or some shit like he was doing shit i wouldn't have known him so you hear about people but it's different when somebody has actually taken it putting it put it in real time went back did they research have notes and clips and videos and all that stuff and present it to you and like i said i know me like you said i've gotten to the point that i'm more um because every everybody has their lines and everybody has things they dip in and things they dip out of but i think like you said for years I just mentally checked out of a lot of shit because I was like, I don't want to deal with the stress. I don't want to deal with the pressure. It makes me sad. It makes me depressed. Like, I know. And I had to, and this, I'm talking about me personally, I had to get to the point to the, to where sometimes you can get like that and you might get to the point where you go, well, I already know. I already know. I already know. Yes, slavery was bad. Yes, this was bad. Yes, that was bad. Okay. Yeah, you know, but you don't know. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's, um, affects more people and deeper than you think it is and so Mm -hmm. for me it was a hard process i'm not even gonna lie i challenged myself to get outside of that box and watch these things and what i've realized is that it's okay to feel these emotions because i've come to the conclusion we live in a society where people don't want to feel bad about anything right everything they consume if it ain't happy happy joy joy if it ain't cracking jokes they automatically reject it they don't want any sadness in their life they don't want to feel bad about anything everything is ah feelings and they just fucking panic and just reject everything but you don't grow as a person if everything in your life is always joy you know you have to understand that there are some things that happen in the world that you need to make yourself aware of i'm not trying to say you got to deep dive and all that stuff but you need to be aware of these things so you could be alert of these things and that was it for me because i know initially for the trayvon martin stuff i was like ah, i don't know you know because because i'll just say in real time when the trayvon martin shit was happening i checked out I didn't, I, I'm telling you right now, I, I didn't watch no, no videos. I didn't watch the court. I watched nothing because I was just like, my heart just could not take it at that time. Um, but now with the documentary, it allowed me to see things that happened not too long ago, but that happened that I could relate to and I could understand and, and, and it opened up my eyes to a lot of different things that were happening at the time. So I challenged myself to step outside of that box. And that's why I watched the Ted Bundy and all that stuff. And what I realized is that now, um, I, I'm like you, I learned better visually and all that stuff. So for me, I've learned that if, if you're going to be put like this, if you're going to be the type of person that's going to talk and have these arguments with people, if you're going to be the type of person that come out and, and state all these things, you need to know. And I think a lot of people state these things based off of half knowledge. They don't really know, but they want to state these things, but 
when somebody comes against them and be like well did you know this this and this you don't know and they're not knocking that mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where if you're going to be a particularly online arguing and debating with people i don't but if you are know your shit don't be out there half-assing it well you're on this podcast so you you, you want to know you know just so it's not you're spouting out stuff that like you said you don't have half the information or you just learn the things that confirm the way you feel and then walk away which a lot of most people do that like most of the podcasts i listen to i'd say the host learn what they want to feel and then they ignore all other evidence right and Mm -hmm. that's and and that's a human thing i'm sure i do it too this is not a because i'm above these niggas but sometimes you have to learn more so you can um know what you don't know and so you can know uh all the information you know a perfect thing for me uh is um uh like with slavery stuff and with black history stuff i like learning about that kind of stuff um even if it's casually or or sometimes more in depth books and stuff like that i like to learn that kind of stuff because we don't recognize how much we are being taught the opposite of that because it's not a it's the way of the world and it's not a um a thing that is like drilled into you on a um like on a on a it's a it's not it's a constant basis like a like a a a drum beat in the background to your life it's not like white supremacy patriarchy that stuff like that uh you don't learn those things actively like no one sits you down and there's a lesson in in class that says let me tell you why black people ain't shit that's not how that works but it's just a constant kind of like we're not going to teach you about any black resistance to slavery we're not going to teach you about any militant black actions we're not going to teach you about the black panthers really we're not going to teach you about and black people are in the same classrooms that white people are in when they learn that mm-hmm. southern pride is the confederate flag and that the civil war was a race of nor- a-, a-, a war of northern aggression black kids are in those classrooms too and if the white people had picked up those lessons what are those black kids picked up uh slaves were happy and they were good slave owners right those lessons are told to white kids but guess who else is in that room and so you grow up with these things and you don't challenge it you don't learn it unless like you have the kind of parents or somebody that's gonna put a book in your hands like read this shit nigga these motherfuckers crazy um like and there's and i there are a ton of white people like i'll uh, black people i mean that are that have grown up to believe those sort of like nefarious tales that <laughs> you know have become commonplace there's a ton of them you know there's uh the northern was the north was the promised land and every you could be a free person up there and they don't tell you about the riots and they don't tell you about black wall street and they don't tell you about uh the fact that you can still get lynched and killed up there <laughs> um you know and these are the things that are constantly drilled into us it's one of the reasons that people were so offended by green book this year i'm not offended by green book but i understand yes. you know what i'm saying because how many times you gonna tell me this story that you took me out of and said this is how it was you know how many times do i gotta see it and not just that y'all only love those stories y'all love those stories you know so it's that kind of thing where um you have to actively educate yourself and this stuff is like recent you know ted bunny's not that long ago um trayvon martin definitely not that long ago 
um and now with the new media tools we're getting faster and faster at being able to document things mm-hmm. coordinate it into like a timeline and say here is what happened uh here are the significant events in this story and we need those because we have to have the, that ammunition for our brains to order to reject a lot of the narratives that we are being spoon-fed that just aren't fucking true and they don't level up to any level of examination and that's why you have people walking around selling shirts that say like i'm not my ancestors and shit and you go you goddamn right you're not your ancestors because your punk ass wouldn't have made it not a day acting this way like you get mad when the wi-fi is out the fuck how you gonna make it to the ain't no siri to the north man to the promised land like you ain't no ain't no map quest to the north side like get the fuck out of here it's like it's disrespectful but you don't know it's disrespectful because everybody taught you your ancestors was happy singing slaves that were docile and content with not being free and slavery was a choice and all this shit it just shows how uneducated we all can be um so i think that's why it's important you know to to watch these documentaries and shit yeah and also i think for me uh one of the biggest reasons another reason why i began to to kind of break outside of that mold of just rejecting those things is because uh i wanted to fight because a lot of people feel this hopelessness Mm. and when you get to the point where you feel hopelessness and you're not educated and you just don't know you are not equipped with the tools to fight back and be like, no, that's not true. No, that's not true. No, that's not true. These are the facts. And because you don't have something within you, you don't have anything rooted, no foundation to be like, no, 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 no. I know my people. I love my people. I'm educated about my people because that's the thing when it comes to this is power and white supremacy of stripping us of our past. So many people fail to understand that it's, 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 it's the intoxication, the, the, the allure of white supremacy to keep people afraid of learning knowledge because knowledge right. is power. Knowledge is wisdom. It's going to hurt your feelings. Right. Not, not, right that, see, right. They, they, these are the tricks that they tell you. They don't want to tell you that black people were superheroes. They don't want to tell you that black people fought all these odds. They don't want to tell you about the, um, indigenous people like they don't want to tell you because that's the thing when because because erasing it will make it quote-unquote not true because the thing is they feel like hey if we teach these children how terrible americans were to them they might turn around and rebel they might turn around Mm -hmm. and fight they might turn around and be senators be doctors be lawyers be congressmen they might turn around and and try to make these changes against this system that we have had for decades and that's why they're afraid of the browning up because as more brown people become and it's less and less white in this country they realize that their power is shrinking so the only way they can stay above it all is through laws that, that's how white supremacy works too so we have got to have lawyers and, and 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 people in these positions to fight against them but guess what you can't do that when you don't know your history you can't do that when they strip you of all the things that would equip you to be able to fight against against these things and like i said i understand people's fears and i understand you're not wanting to quote unquote feel bad but that's the thing 
my feeling bad is nothing compared to the fear of my ancestors when their children were ripped from them my fear my 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 fear of learning is nothing of experiencing this i didn't have to walk around and see my grandfather hung i didn't have to walk around and see my grandmama shot i didn't have to walk around i did not have to work in the field so my fear like like i had to really get within myself and go what am i afraid of i'm afraid of learning facts that makes no sense like what like once you challenge yourself and ask yourself what is this thing within me that's causing me to fear learning like no 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 my fear is a drop in the bucket the least i can give my ancestors is the dignity to know what they went through and understand what they went through and understand that my right to vote isn't a right it's not actually a right in this country it's a suggestion Mm -hmm. you know that's why they can strip you away from it you know because actually you don't have the fucking right to vote and to learn these things and to fight against these things and 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 to learn about the civil rights act because a lot of people i've I've come to when it comes to a lot of people very ignorant and they say very ignorant things out of their lack of knowledge and like you say that's how they can wear those ancestor shirts and all this stuff we live in the south we still got cotton fists i got family members i can go to today and sit down i can even ask my mama she's almost 80 years old about picking cotton picking tobacco out in the fields i can so so history when it comes to it y'all it's only a generation or two away from slavery three or four generations away from slavery so it ain't that goddamn old so when people talking about that was the past bitch if it's 50 years old it's not the past and that's hard for people to understand learn your history and 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 and, and challenge yourself and i'm not trying to say it's going to be easy because it's not Mm -hmm. it's 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 a scary process and i know that for me it was frightening it was scary because you you know you go well well, i don't want to feel uncomfortable i don't want to feel bad this makes me feel sad but at the same time you honor your ancestors by actually knowing what they've been through because you know what it's going to be a time when we're going to be ancient histories and people are going to read about the trayvon martins of our time and they're going to read like like this is going to be history to somebody else so you know educate yourself and learn and like i said for me i'm glad you brought this up because it helped me get a better understanding of of breaking past that fear yeah and and the thing i the only thing i would add to that is history provides context learning provides context and you said like how you said and and you're not alone most people not most people a lot of black people thought this i don't want to be uncomfortable i don't want to be uncomfortable i'm gonna learn these things i'm gonna feel discomfort i'm gonna learn these things i'm gonna look at my friends differently i'm gonna look at my institutions differently that's the point you're already uncomfortable the fact that you would be afraid to learn something shows that you are uncomfortable like you're you know what i'm saying because the only thing you're really it's not like you're afraid of learning lies you're afraid of learning the truth that tells you you know what you're living there's a context in it and uh i also love what you said about the fight thing because i learned also because i am a fighter so i want to learn i want to see some of this shit because the fight in me says i can't go to the fight without training i can't go into a fight when i don't know the rules i can't go into a fight when i don't know the history and it it's how easily people get turned around um with this shit where either they become like the hoteps that believe in like fictional black history um and and they they rather hold on to a lot in the truth because that makes them feel better it's a history that makes them feel something good even if it's not true if it's a stretching the truth um or you become the ignorant people that are like i don't want to learn anything and 
i would rather learn because i i do want to be able to when someone says to me well republicans were the party of lincoln and they freed the slaves so uh how you gonna say you're a democrat neither one of these parties is good to me blah 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 and if you don't know your history that's a simple one right that's, that's like one of the most basic ones and you're like well damn have i been thinking about this wrong and you listen to the black people that are out here touting that that you know it's kanye west candace owens they're either maliciously doing it or they're just tremendously ignorant but the it doesn't really matter they're both serving a purpose of propagating this propaganda to other people passing it down and it's all because motherfuckers scared to learn anything deeper than that service level shit so white people can just hit you with a like you know and and not just white people anybody of privilege they hit you with the how you thought about this simple thing and you're like well i guess i am stupid you know bernie marched with king he can't be racist oh, okay well shit i guess i mean fuck i didn't know he watched with king i guess i gotta shut the fuck up you know and that's the whole point right and also uh piggyback on this and then uh, 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 we're gonna go ahead and move on but also this is another reason why in my opinion so many people across the board white people black people across the board don't know their history this is why you have the, you have a rise in, in kkk and white supremacy it's always been there but they're they're more vocal and you see them out more than ever before because people don't know the real history of the Ku Klux Klan like they do not understand the history of them they do not understand reading a bunch of shit and then going oh wait a minute and it was a video of them doing this rebel yell right and I finally was like and it was all the retired it was after the war they were all retired some many of them dead right and they had dressed up in their confederate outfits and their wives the daughters of the confederacy mm-hmm. and their um sons and their family members were out there watching these losers hoop and holler and they rewrote the history of the whole war and the point is you don't know that unless you fucking read unless you want to know that shit and but you can feel it but you don't know it you feel it when you see a confederate flag but do you know why that confederate flag is fucked up how it came back what it really means no and you know who else don't know it white people and they and that's it's purposeful that they don't know <clears throat> anyway right back, oh go ahead right and also with that with with, with that tr- with that transition the the daughters of the confederacy are, are state they actually the children of that generation they actually sung the songs you know yeah. how, how, how people go is 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 um heritage not hate the mm-hmm. children they, they actually sung songs to the children yeah. to actually help them memorize this and it went from generation to generation to generation that's why a lot of times people don't even quite a lot of white people don't question this they don't question they it don't know because it th- that shit started from a song yeah and they weren't supposed to know that's a that's a great way to communicate information and you know they don't have to know right the same way we communicated slavery information in songs and hymns and shit too mm-hmm. we ain't the only ones that do that anyway back to this <laughs> i know that's a big ass tangent but it's back to the point that you were making mm-hmm. i get why people can't watch all this shit oh, yeah. but at the same time i am enriched by watching this shit i'd rather know even in and i feel you even when you're like i'm just gonna think the worst and and move on totally understand it as a protective mechanism but but i i want to know you know because also sometimes i find out shit ain't as bad as i thought it was right but you know we'll see um because i'll tell you one like i i thought as horrible as slavery is i really didn't know how much we fought back and i really wish i had known that earlier in my life you know what i mean it took me too long to learn that 
um i think every black child should know that because because they they show you those eyes on the prize civil rights documentaries and shit but they never really show you like there were failed rebellions but at least them niggas fall back mm-hmm. there were people that used uh their labor as a means of resistance there were you know obviously people trying to escape all the time so mm-hmm. Right. yeah that's the thing that, that yeah they don't want to tell you like the fighting back started on them boats you know yeah niggas was like oh the fuck you ain't and they would take over boats and shit like boats, that many boats they ain't make it here no they didn't make it there they would find the crew out floating in the ocean somewhere right. everybody be dead on that motherfucker come on like, i'm not going you would have you would have a a, a a a boat full of slaves trucking back to where they came from uh i will much like robbie waiting for the hypocrisy mm-hmm i think that r kelly singing about sex is gross because it sounds like he is singing to little girls that's why i don't listen if his songs weren't like that and he was still out here with a coat and actively grooming little girls i don't know if i'd be listening it is widely known that james brown beat women we ain't ever gonna stop listening to him that's true mj was weird as an understatement uh there is also a period in his musical career which had which he was not abusing people because he was a child so one could parse that at the time he was making music he was not at that time he was making music he was not abusing anyone that may make a difference to some yeah and at that time he was being abused by his father and we do know that right not sexually but physically and people still let us that music i mean ain't, ain't none of this shit clean Mm-mm. if humans involved something about it fucked up come on but i know there will be some theories and some excuses if you can't listen to old r kelly and not feel queasy i'm not going to think you're a trash or judge you oh if you can listen to it yeah i'm not gonna think you're trash to judge you i think it is people who want to defend him as a person to act like he is innocent who are really uh i don't have a word for him just why you know what's funny is i'm I'm mostly where you are with this stuff i don't really boycott anybody i also don't really like very rarely do i find myself to be so fed up with a person i can't fuck with anything they do right very rarely it happens though because i'm a human and i don't have a rhyme or reason to it and i'm really not gonna ever be able to explain how you know i'll probably never listen to a breakfast club interview but i'll uh you know and i haven't watched trigger warning from killer mike yet because of that shit but i guarantee there's something i'm just not thinking of that where i'm like oh these niggas say some trash shit sometimes and i still fuck with them i i uh uh these zimero you know fire my boy's fire starter like i'm not trying to get on here and be like i'm this perfect prayer guy of virtue and i don't fucking anybody say something fucked up i'm like fuck you you trash ashy nigga i'm not like that i didn't even grow up like that i know like i grew up in a place where niggas was ashy and some niggas wasn't like it wasn't like a a, a, uh i don't know it wasn't just a thing where it's like a a divining line between everybody and no you don't fuck with these type of people it wasn't really like that Mm -hmm. it was like there's some good in people and there's some bad in people right you know there's some there's some people where their religion has saved their lives and turned them around there's some people where i think their religion has made them bigots or given them excuse to be bigots like it's all complicated and i and i I, i've never been one to look through somebody's like entertainment portfolio and be like so you okay with blank i think that's such a surface level analysis of humanity um but i know that's the wave now to be like uh if you 
consume x then that means you are okay with them being fucked up and i I just don't believe that right because we're all complex creatures and nobody has the answers to everything and everybody ain't gonna be woke at all times and everybody ain't gonna say the right thing at all times you know and shit like that so that's why i'm i like i said i do have my lines with certain things i don't listen to but overall i probably can listen to most things yeah like i said uh, you brought it up earlier the r kelly shit so egregious it's just hard mentally for me to to we did an episode where i was like are y'all listening to these songs and we i think we did it i think other people was on the episode like maybe will and justin and we was going through and like we were years ago we were laughing at how on the nose and ridiculously like blatant it was in hindsight this dude fucks little girls like we weren't laughing on some like it's funny y'all mm-hmm. little girls are getting abused it was like he put this out to the world and there are people that go he didn't do it but the whole album might as well be called i did it right you know uh but at the end of the day what you listen to is not going to affect the root of the problem there are molesters and abusers who believe the male the male who deliver the mail bake cakes paint design fashion and other things yeah that's another thing um i'm not i'm cool with mute r kelly but whether he's what what taking his money and livelihood will do is maybe limit his ability to hurt people and be protective from the hurt he's done to people but at the end of the day it's broke r kelly's it's r kelly in your neighborhood that and there's that it's a very too many women who were girls will tell you the stories of the old dudes that fuck with young girls so mm-hmm. it's it not it's not an anomaly that ain't seen a day in jail right if you support them financially you may en- enable them to continue to abuse when folks are already dead it doesn't matter i can see people wanting to mute r kelly but want to keep thrilling rotation we'll go to uh to but he's dead now argument i can't listen to kells kells no more but that is not to say i won't be listening to songs he wrote for other people y'all saw people saying that too like we need to mute everything he touched i'm like all right you you know good luck you you better lose a lot of your music dog not even that just good luck like i don't know if you have to reach to get everybody to be like let me check the producer credits and the who wrote this and uh like i don't know if you got the reach to get everybody on the same page but good luck i hope you're able to do it and my thing he wrote so much shit to you you know unless you actually gonna with the average person it's not they're too lazy right unless you're gonna take the time to look and be like give me every song he ever been credited on i'm not gonna do that y'all and somebody has done it i'm sure there's okay. a list somewhere there's got to be a list but i'm just saying I, getting people to act on it and be like wait didn't he write let me go check this list you know well, well like good luck with that part have a he, ha- have a good time doing that yeah i hope they get it i hope they can do it I'm, to be honest i i I'm, i don't have any allegiance to the shit or not i, I hope they can do it uh, it's like the super bowl thing i i'm watching it but still was like and if them motherfuckers lose ratings good i don't care right uh i didn't even know he wrote fortunate for maxwell with his problematic which with his problematic to his fan base head ass y'all still never forget that dm he sent uh <laughs> check the numbers bitch check the numbers maxwell you supposed to be a lover what you doing and i them, am i said bitch <laughs> and them bright lights if you are an attentive driver when you are driving in traffic where cars are oncoming you should be able to dim your lights i do the i do think the smartphone theory is accurate who knows it is also that we are getting older i think that they're that at the age 35 we should also get private drivers oh that would be nice 
lol best for 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 health and stress relief level uh anyway love the show as per usual mimi yeah i don't know about that private driver's thing maybe we all get rich or something or you get you go uber everywhere i don't know i guess karen used me like a private driver i do great uncle bob says i wasn't really old enough at the time to properly follow the mj trials but i remember bomani talking about it before saying how la county spent all this money trying to get them caught up and how they couldn't pin anything on them but some of the details about the whole situation coming out in the upcoming documentary are very very questionable yeah well that's the other thing man the, I, the thing with michael jackson that has always been weird to me and i mean i guarantee you can listen to this, to this show anytime it's come up it's always been weird to me i don't know how people feel so fucking sure he's innocent correct i have never understood that shit you know like who can write it off we don't know this nigga it's okay that we don't know him you can like his music and not know him you know like we were subjected to a lot of pro michael jackson like propaganda you know what i'm saying i loved moonwalker and like when i was a kid it's like this nigga loved all the kids oh michael jackson i want to go play at neverland mm-hmm. and all this shit but in my mind i wasn't like i want to play at neverland and sleep in this nigga's bedroom mm-hmm. like come on now like it was it was hella weird and then like the phases of the shit like people skipped over like there's a whole phase of people blaming the parents well like even if he is molesting the kids like you should know not to let your kids stay over there like you remember that you know like our people have just completely erased everything they didn't like about it and everything they didn't add up and just been like yep he innocent he freed the end um so yeah i I don't know i always thought that was weird but also at the time i didn't there was no like uh i wasn't on social media and internet media enough to really be in the details so i'll be learning a lot more from this documentary same because i shit i don't know how many years ago it was it was uh it might have been before we did the podcast but um i remember when i was younger i was like i don't know maybe oj didn't do it and he got set up and the real killers did blah 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 and shit because you know we saw the trial on tv but the tv thing i was in school most of the day and going outside playing ball and shit and true tv and shit yeah, i was in high school when that when it came out and the only reason why i remember uh that particular trial is that we was actually sitting in class and uh it was a white boy running up and down the hallway talking about oj uh, talking about it's not guilty yeah, like he was literally yeah. running and yelling in every classroom i remember that too but my point being um i don't rem- i didn't remember all the evidence all the stuff and when i saw it wasn't the newest like oj documentary stuff that happened two years ago Mm-mm. but uh i don't know maybe it must have been over like eight or ten years ago at least i was watching yeah it was the first time i got laid off and i was watching this it was either like city confidential or some one of those like documentary shows like unsolved murders or something like that and it was the oj episode Mm -hmm. and they were talking about a suicide note and uh, like they just went into details i had never heard because they weren't admissible at in the trial they talk about his shoes and all this shit and i was like oh my god he did it because if you only know what niggas just talk about on the block right you don't know because niggas just pick up what they like to hear and it's like he ain't do it so he got framed by the mafia it's everything except like 
the obvious which is maybe this big ass running back nigga killed these two people yeah and in my circle it was like i don't care if the nigga did do it <laughs> that was like revenge i was like oh that's not right y'all. well yeah that was okay. that that was definitely that element but it was a lot of people being like he didn't yeah like yeah, any, most people, any most excuse they could people throw up like, there was like he, he just did didn't do it like and then ha 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 he got off and then when i read it i was like yo that i mean i saw that documentary i was like oh that's fucked up i think mm-hmm. he did this shit mm-hmm. safe chuck said in his early years at the height of the alleged abuse the superstar created a series of fail states to avoid getting caught in the act bells lined a series of doors leading to jackson's master suite walk-in closet where a blanket would be spread on the floor and the door shut he said yeah the maid is coming out yeah, it's gonna be interesting the reaction to this documentary i'm not really blaming anybody but i just don't want nobody like jumping in my mentions defending the shit and he ain't doing I, I, we went through that with kazi everybody should be learning uh is it weird to marry a best friend yes it's weird to me no it seems natural to me marriage i mean marriage soldier boy voice um uh, <laughs> yes it's weird to me five percent no it's natural to me 65 percent and marriage 30 percent Brooklyn Shubay says, when I get, when I got married, when I was 22, my then husband was not my best friend, but he became my best friend. We become each other's best friends. The hardest part though was trying to rebuild friendships with my girlfriends and make new friends when we got divorced. I was floundering. Nobody was around who got the inside jokes and the history we had shared. I hear you on that. It's also kind of interesting too because, uh, if you're taking someone from outside of that friend, like I feel like if you were already friends or best friends, then you've already found a symbiosis with your other friends and other relationships in your life and your family and shit before you get married because you're marrying somebody that's already kind of been there but you're right if uh, ideally you should become in my opinion you should become best friends maybe in a marriage well i I say that but i don't know some people that's not gonna ever happen Mm -hmm. it's like i already got a best friend why the fuck like you my husband or you my wife that's it yeah they keep they keep those those things separate uh yeah which is fine, but I, I guess the way I view it, you're intimate. You spend more time with this person than anybody else in the world. And yeah, there are some things that you do talk to outside of your marriage. Don't get me wrong. But as far as like the person, cause to know you the best, in my opinion, should be your mate, but I might be wrong. Yeah, I guess it varies for, yeah, it varies person people. to person. Definitely not though. I would rather be, yeah, well, y'all know how I feel. All right. Um, we got comments on episode 1836 fashion is murder nicole s says just wanted to say that i completely relate to karen's story of being depressed and filled with rage after the 2016 election i spent the first half of 2017 feeling raged daily and then spent the second half feeling numb it got so bad i had a panic attack in my car after seeing someone's vanity license plate that said pray trump um i decided to find my joy again in 2018 and continue to do so in 2019 thanks for sharing your story you're welcome baby thank you for listening Brianna says, hi, Ryder Karen. Incoming long-ass comment. I just wanted to leave a comment about you guys' discussion on depression and anger. My grandmother passed away last May from cancer. Uh, our condolences. Yes. I was so angry with my family for months for not coming together, which was one of her last requests when she found out. I was so angry and empty during her illness and months after her death. I didn't cry about it until months later. I really started to feel a shift in my demeanor last September when my friend, best friend said to me, you look really sad. And I hadn't even processed all my feelings about it. I had been going for months on, it's fine. I knew it was 
was gonna happen but allowing myself to really feel wasn't an option i thought i had to be strong and a rock for my mother because it was always three of us my grandmother my mom and me and got told as much uh up until the moment she passed away with us around her i know i now know that those feelings of brushing off the emptiness and anger i felt was clearly depression mm-hmm. from september until just recently i was slowly getting better i just wanted to let you guys know how much this conversation really touched and resonated with me thank you for all you do guys mm-hmm. oh you're welcome and the thing is i realize when it comes to depression depression comes in all types of forms and there are severe depression where you know you might have to have medication and things like that but a lot of people deal with light versions of depression and they just don't know it like they they because mm-hmm. there's the difference between being sad and depressed those are two different things um but i think a lot of people dismiss depression because they consider sadness depression and sometimes they aren't always connected like that and the thing is um for some people because it's something that a lot of people don't talk about they don't discuss you know their feelings and their emotions about the things they've been going through in life and you have shifts and changes in life children divorces death you know and like you said this is one of the things particularly being black women we've taught we need to always be strong and you know but i don't know that she's black oh oh, my bad it's all right but i'll just let you know as a woman yeah yeah, because you're presenting as a woman as a woman yeah i like i i mean that's that that but it's interesting though i do i do think there's other elements to it when you add in race but mm-hmm. like i said i don't know her race just didn't want to right, yeah that's good i didn't know either um let's go to the next session because we're gonna get cut off be right back everybody with more talk from rod and karen all uh, right um and get us back on screen and go live and invite everybody and at karen back to the screen there you go uh but yeah i I do think that's a big part of it as well thank you for clarifying that for me because i you know didn't know i was making that assumption Mm -hmm. but uh yeah because there you know depression works in various different ways but when but when you're black it's almost like a double thing but then when you're a black woman it's like even more behind it you know and particularly being a black woman we've been to- we've always been told you don't have time for depression you can't be depressed brush everything off you're supposed to let everything roll off your back and that's not the reality because we're not superhumans prof Corey says i just have to chime in uh in on two things karen shared this episode first it's so important that we realize that depression can manifest as anger thank you for that also identify with how drinking more than you want to be drinking is an important sign it was definitely a wake-up call for me a couple years ago uh second i'm always thrilled to hear about women discovering the joy and endless benefits of running i find evangelists to be obnoxious but i am a shameless evangelist for running in 2011 i found the local chapter of black girls run i stepped down from the local leadership years ago but the group was still going strong it always makes me happy to meet black women who don't know uh what it's like to live in columbus ohio without the camaraderie of black girls run um i love that you're getting so many benefits from running and there's a lot to be gained from doing it alone but i hope you'll check out the charlotte chapter i attended the national conference uh uh black girls run when it was in charlotte in september 2013 those girls have beautiful energy and they are just as committed to walking as to running no woman left behind is our motto 
uh you can join the black girls run charlotte facebook group without any commitment or anything they'll give you access to their weekly meetup calendar it's members only so random people don't have access to locations etc whatever choice you make i'm just glad to hear you enjoying it and she also writes ah the 2019 national conference is in charlotte september 19th to the 21st oh thank you baby i know for right now i'm not gonna say it's quote-unquote hobby but it's something that i really uh love i haven't been doing it as frequently as i like to because it's cold uh, but, uh, yeah, it's something that um, I actually do love and I actually do enjoy. And, you know, um, it's one of those things because my run is like a, a walk slash run. You know, if you'd asked me years ago what I've been running, I'm like, running where? Why are we running? Where are we running to? <laughs> but, you know, once you get to the point where, where, where you actually run like I was running, you actually – it, it it was a transformation and so for a lot of women i've talked to that's what they say they they talk about transformation and the difference i don't know about the groups i'll look into it i, I i'll see put like this i'll put like this i'll visit the neighborhood i can't i can't promise i'm gonna buy a house angela says i don't even have the words to express just how wonderful this episode was you guys put words to a lot of my thoughts and feelings especially the social media comments your whole conversation and comments about what happened on social media so i took a step back from it too many angry people with unclear messages and agendas i appreciate you guys transparency the anger is a sign of depression conversation was everything thank you for being you thank you angela thank you man people really like this episode mm-hmm. I, I won't lie guys every time this happens i'm always in my head like and that was uh that was not what people was expecting from this shit every time uh, I, then i then i get the comments and i'm always like oh yeah i guess this is fine we're being honest authentic we're talking you know mixing in a little bit of humor hopefully but mm-hmm. you know sometimes these are long conversations that aren't necessarily funny but i like the freedom to be able to do that right felix says man i really felt what karen said about being angry and depressed after 2016 in my in my case mostly because of brexit fallout and toxicity of conversations about it afterwards with some of my friends folks i'd known since i got to the uk as a kid being so hateful but then compartmentalizing my existence somehow really appreciate what karen said helped me verbalize how i actually felt about that stuff too yo um the other thing too and i know this turned into like reading rainbow and i don't mean to but this is the other reason i like knowing motherfucking history dog like 2016 i know it knocked some people off their motherfucking feet and i mm-hmm. and i and i'm not gonna pretend like i wasn't uh disappointed and all that shit but dog i told everybody before that fucking election the night before up to the night before i was like we will get the fucking can we'll get the president we deserve, deserve right because i have seen and read and heard about this country and we are not barack obama you know what i mean like that's the out that's the highest echelons of what we can be as a quote-unquote united country they call him the most divisive president that's not us that's the anomaly in american history that shit don't never last it's always going back to this cycle of, of this, this backlash shit. and you know it, it, it i don't ever use this phrase because i i think i find it to be condescending and uh patronizing but i really do read most articles in my head and i'm just like i'm not surprised you know i never say that to people where i'm like you surprised i hate those motherfuckers you're the worst kind of person right everyone take that out your vocabulary if you listen to this show but it is the kind of thing where i'm like i'm not surprised 
we, the, when you, they hate gay people not surprised they hate trans people not surprised they hate black people not surprised they hate immigrants that are brown not surprised like all this shit not none of it's surprising all of it was predictable all of it was going to come to pass as long because everybody that claims to not be on board with that shit was comfortable enough to let it happen or to believe it couldn't happen and i won't name names but everybody knows the voices that were super loud on the you know fuck hillary not 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 my president she won't get this vote and all this shit and they don't talk about it anymore we've all seen these people disappear whether they be politicians uh pundits or or provocateurs or whatever activists they got quiet as fuck they don't they don't move the same no more that boldness ain't there because low-key they thought the floor was obama and if the ceiling is obama the floor they thought the floor they were like yeah the country we want better than obama this nigga ain't shit and it's like yeah you forgot that there's a bunch of people who are much more motivated than you to take the shit back than to ever go you know single-payer health care was the only answer and that's why i'm voting this way no they was like fuck single-payer fuck any payers nigga payers we going back to <laughs> going back to not paying niggas that's what we're going right to uh on the topic of Liam Neeson thing y'all probably won't be surprised to hear the UK news media has been unbearable the last week the take has been hot Sky News one of our biggest news channels owned by Fox has a YouTube channel that always gets dislikes on every video whenever someone expresses a left-leaning thought but there's overwhelming likes and almost a million views on a video of a black former footballer named John Barnes oh I saw that uh talking about how Liam Neeson deserves a medal for saying that shit he's just being honest he needs to have he we need to have a conversation the dude waffles on i've been so heated about the whole thing but so many people around me online and off have been giving neeson excuses they don't even see the hypocrisy of how they rush to excuse racist behavior but when any person of color does anything even the slightest bit iffy it uh it's widespread condemnation always the benefit of the doubt when the person doing the wrong a fool hirsch was one of the few people i saw making sense she always be the one making sense on sky news these days on the panel show she's on where she went uh she went off uh while white white women tried to call neeson the victim because all the black people felt some type of way about what he said it's a mess appreciate hearing your takes on it these people are just making me feel like i'm crazy thanks felix thank you look man the neeson shit that he said to me was kind of ridiculous over the top i didn't know why he volunteered that information all that shit the defenses of the dude is what made me mad i was not mad when i saw that shit i was more like this nigga is crazy why did he think he could say that like you know what i mean like you could have made a saturday night live skit of just him like uh, someone impersonating him and then saying more and more unsavory things and we would have been like this guy's a ridiculous look how ridiculous this is we're all laughing at him because he's so ridiculous once people started applauding his bravery and shit i was like okay i gotta check out you know hey he at least he being honest that that's the bare minimum for you then like i that's such that's such a bare minimum i don't need you to be honest about that um that that's kind of ridiculous and then i expect people to move on immediately well that was 40 years ago i just learned about it today what do you want me to do if you told me if i thought my grandfather died of natural causes and you come in and say hey i actually murdered your grandfather 40 years ago i poisoned him 
and uh i feel really bad about it and then i go man fuck you get out of my house you can't go well see it was 40 years ago how you gonna be mad i told you i feel bad nah you know and luckily he didn't hurt anybody and i'm not trying to monopolize how other people view this i can only speak for myself and i understand that the people that are like i'm not as affected or offended as y'all and all this i get it not every, it's not i'm not asking it to be put up to a vote but i think there's more than one way to feel about this and be valid without it having to turn into you know uh defending this nigga correct eve says i still don't know how i feel oh and the, uh, the other thing with the liam neeson shit y'all i saw a video of pierce fucking morian calling him to task and like it wasn't offensive like it was a panel of white dudes being like this motherfucker is tripping what is wrong with liam neeson and pierce morgan was on the panel of white dudes and i looked at it like if i walked in the house and a dog was like cooking on the stove you know what i'm saying like <laughs> like, like it was using like a cast iron skillet and it was baking something to say i was chopping shit yeah yeah like i looked at that shit like what the f- when what i forgot that he used to try to be reasonable until uh that i think it was a janet mock situation right. and he, went, he went full all right but it psh, blew my mind that's when i knew all of europe must be defending liam neeson because uh he always go the opposite way so he must have been like right contrarian alert i'm gonna go the opposite way eve says i still don't know how i feel about liam neeson's situation in this day and age i'm usually more surprised if a white person hasn't done something racist in the past god man it would have been a great skit they should let me write the liam neeson skit because then i haven't confessed to wearing blackface while doing it like <laughs> you know what i'm saying let's get controversial up in here guys uh the poll was was it hypocritical for cardi b to do super bowl performances at the sand she stood with kaepernick karen Mm-mm. yes or no 31 percent say yes 69 percent i'll say no so karen you're in the majority Mm-hmm. carrie says she know how to go and get a bag don't she the halftime show is unpaid gig why not finesse the nfl out of that dough come on michelle says i agree with carrie the halftime show was unpaid but paid in exposure cardi doesn't need more exposure she made the right choice i'm not mad at her sure ain't i also appreciate y'all cuban being travis scott getting that five hundred thousand dollars for charity for uh <laughs> for his performance come we on. was like nigga so <laughs> <laughs> oh man no. black people the best brooklyn shoe babe says i'm <laughs> they ain't knowing the fuck out of him giving money to charity <laughs> he out here doing good and y'all like fuck that oh man that show you the hypocrisy oh so funny man like i don't know if maroon five or big boy did shit Travis, I think, but didn't maroon five get money too they did oh i don't know if they, they did okay so mm-hmm. i know and i know that uh travis scott met with kavanick and everything <laughs> it did none of it mattered it was like it don't matter you better not perform you better come out and take two knees nigga <laughs> it didn't work oh man Ruby shoe said i'm not mad at cardi b for securing the bag because a person who lives from check to check uh as a person who lives with check to check i understand the need to make sure you always get paid i'd rather someone say they support colin and throw up the black power fist or have hashtag black lives matter written on their face when they perform the halftime show mm. hmm. that would have been interesting i thought about I, I did wonder if somebody's gonna protest with their halftime performance but we didn't get that we sure didn't um <laughs> man 
I'm just thinking that poor Travis Scott. <laughs> he was doing everything. He they tried. Was like, nope. He tried all the PR moves. Everybody's like, "Don't care." Mm-mm. Nope. Thank you. Next. Uh, we had episode 1837. That's the breaks. Uh, but Mill73 says, first of all, I just want to say Liam Neeson is brave, damn it. How could you deny it? For that hero to stand up and tell us how racist he is or was, I don't know, is unparalleled bravery. You know who else is brave? David Duke, Donald Trump, Bull Connor, who was so brave he said dogs on niggas. Or as he would say, niggers. Mel Gibson and <laughs> Coulter, the list goes on. Also, Virginia celebrating blackface history. Uh, yeah, you know, I, t- I told some, I was like, people make it sound like the only thing more brave than Liam Neeson admitting he was trying to fuck black people up would have been if he fucked some black people up like that's how they made it sound like like if he would have confessed to something even worse they would have been like see now that is a man a hero even most white people be fucking black people up and don't tell you nothing <laughs> right you don't even get no warning you don't even know why what other crime does that work for come on like what else do y'all need to <laughs> i was raping them kids and let me tell you something i feel ashamed all right like if r kelly came out and admitted it y'all wouldn't be like that's a brave man no, no. the fuck out of here man i just wonder what else he could cover like it's and i understand he was just thinking about fucking a nigga up but still it's kind of weird to tell me that bro yeah when a lot of people don't think that actually actions are behind those thoughts i just want to see a movie that's it all right uh limo 29 i got a special set of skills <laughs> lil mo lil mo 20219 says hey baby oh yes you think his skills gonna be like i got a special set of skills just walking up and down the street hunting niggas to kill i think the next if they they should lean into it and the next taken movie should be uh about him fucking up niggas for no reason like taking foe is just something bad happened to him by a black man and then he just fuck up all random innocent black people they don't even got what, fighting skills what, taking photos ass whooping i don't understand i'm just saying no fighting skills like it's not he's not even fighting like assassins or nothing he's just fighting not regular nobody trained regular black people that didn't do nothing just a black dude coming out of a bar and he's like you want to have a go at me and then you're like what dude what you looking at me like that for all weird and shit he's like let me hit you with this car he just started whooping people ass don't be one of them homemade movies but you're gonna have the cameraman kind of in the back the camera gonna be shaking yeah i wanted to be like and i don't want it to be like he not the hero either i want him to be the hero and the big twist at the end of the movie is this nigga racist that's it like it's not like like the like at the end the police come to arrest him and he's like it's a conspiracy and they like you just beat up 80 regular niggas for no reason what it's, was you thinking it's gonna be his version of uh death wish ass wh- uh wish or death wish a nigga would i already said what it should be i already <laughs> said what the title was he just need to show up like he go to he, he go sit down in a bar and just keep eyeballing some nigga and they'd be like man you got a problem with me and he's like oh you gonna have a problem and you start whooping their ass and be like what is this movie about like the other we three, don't understand the other three takings he took out the people that actually kidnapped his daughter or were in the gang he just beating up random black people now mm-hmm. one of them he gave him the head smush of death against mm-hmm. the wall uh let's see chuck spear says nigga wait nigga nigga okay nigga you for real said not stomp the yard but shuffle the yard oh i nearly died like if the good minister tried to hang with them young dogs mm-hmm. 
little mo two oh two nineteen says first off throw the whole virginia away that's the breaks second <laughs> i love the white i love the white people in wine segment soothes me every time thank you thank you that's how we do it yep joe and we be out here breaking the rules the radio they say don't eat on the mic <laughs> <laughs> well think again bitch we own this uh joe Di- joe says neat wait i already read that one d ramsey ph dunn says five stars for all the fuckery going on in the commonwealth of uh, va <laughs> michelle says i need this white people wine wednesday i listened to this episode at work with headphones and was laughing out loud the whole time good thing i showed up for work early so no one hurt me also i may be wrong but i think those virginia politicians google black plus music plus 80s and clicked as a child of the 80s i remember that rap was not popular with adults or white people in general so it was unlikely that the blackface was meant as tribute right y'all fall for that shit if you want right you know they was walking around going <laughs> nigger <laughs> oh guys look what i'm doing like they weren't going around being nice about it Mm-mm. i do a really great michael jackson impression and that's why i did it oh mm. really rich says hey Ryder, karen virginia commonwealth is lit we have nino brown as our lieutenant governor toxic masculinity at its finest <laughs> dog that nigga called her a bitch in the closed door meeting and i'm gonna be honest y'all i was out like fairfield fairfax yo he could say he innocent and all that shit you know but some about being like the bitch line or whatever like that's the same thing chris brown says you can't be an elected official releasing statements talking about we need to respect the the accuser and even if we disagree and then in a closed door meeting that you know ain't no doors closed in 2019 Mm-mm. you gonna talk about some this bitch line like boy go get out of here i'm going to write to my delegate asking for her support to, uh, to support the impending articles of impeachment closet racists and pimps in the commonwealth i didn't vote for this i that's i feel so bad for the voters right of virginia. <laughs> because i think the way the the articles of secession no secession yeah articles of secession work is you got governor lieutenant governor and then it's like attorney general so you so the governor and attorney general both have blackface candles um the lieutenant governor is um the black dude that's been accused of raping two women Mm -hmm. and then the next thing for virginia is uh i can't remember it's like head of the senate or whatever but it's a republican is the point that's the next person that will get to become governor so despite voting for democrats right in a city in a in a state that is very very red sometimes and very regressive in its politics at times you fought that battle in 2018 you went blue in some key positions and then you turn around and you got this and their governor only has a one-term limit so yeah it's that's a crazy it's just crazy also um uh yeah the fairfax seems to have no respect for women also liam neeson needs to be impeached oh and another accuser came forward on fairfax what yes from college right that's what there's more than one mm-hmm. let it burn gotta let it burn burn like them couches in west virginia also liam neeson needs to be impeached white privilege these were the exact type of thoughts that started the race riots actually massacres in tulsa oklahoma beaumont texas chicago as well as countless lynchings yep uh also karen you need to get back on the pregame justin is dragging one of the pillars of r&b mariah carey we will not stand for this love your show rich thanks rich 
<laughs> yeah he was back on that bullshit yesterday i was like why is he doing this <laughs> he made the pregame like an extra 30 minutes we didn't get to talk about none of the sports stuff ah! i'm just gonna replace him with another light-skinned person to keep him moving ah! uh eva e says i missed the wine and white people news uh wednesday uh i missed the live show but when i listened on my feed i had some smoked gouda on cracker spread with quince jam and some grape juice in a wine glass because i'm bougie like that we need ah! we needed that white people news after this craziness well we'll be doing it all month long guys so mm-hmm. be looking forward to it i know the walking dead is coming back though and i know we do walking dead wednesdays so i don't know how we're gonna incorporate that I don't know. I have to figure it out, yeah, guys. I'm not 100% yeah. sure. Like, we're going to do like, Walking Dead and then do White People News, or we're going to do Walking Dead on like a Tuesday. Yeah, we might or, have to. Uh, uh, or we're just going to do Tuesday. Wine and Walking Dead. I mean, that could work as well. Yeah, come on. I mean, it'd be a little more sassy than normal. We'd be definitely be drinking. <laughs> come on. So, we'll figure we'll, it out. We'll figure something out. Does it matter that Elizabeth Warren apologized? Yes, it makes a difference. No, it's too late. Because she apologized finally for claiming native american ancestry and fucking up the the way they uh do things with the tribe uh 73 say it's too late that's not good and 28 percent say yes it does make a difference um so we'll see uh kks says all i can say is karen got them black face bars that's the breaks that's the breaks uh let me see if we got any voicemails um so we would let's see the last week was um the second would have been that and let's see uh so we got four calls to see if any were voicemails not that one from wednesday not this one also from wednesday friday no and this morning at nine thirty, we did get one with a voicemail <clears throat> so i will go ahead and let that play in a few seconds sometimes it's slow yeah let it take his time get to thinking see what this two minutes brings okay it's falcon steve again i got cut off first time that ever happened to me but anyway I just wanted to say I appreciate Oh, you. oh, okay. It was two calls. Okay, one in the... Okay, so it was one in... Uh, this is the second of the calls. Let me play the first one first. Hey, My Rod bad. and Karen. It's Falcon Steva. Just calling in to say um, that you guys know how much I appreciate you. And I have so many draft emails that I've been wanting to send because I'm I, I'm always behind. And I want to comment on stuff. And I start an email and then it's like, ah, oh, it's, the, it's, the, it's the feedback show and I'm going to miss it. So but anyway, right now I'm listening to... I think it's episode 1836, Fashion is Murder. Mm. And you guys are talking about um, just the feelings and people having rage. And um, you are talking about how Karen told you you were depressed because she knew you. And it reminded me of when I lived in Houston back in 2006. I moved to Houston for two years. And I lived out there, good job, everything. And, and I thought, you know, my life was great because I would travel back and forth to Atlanta or travel a lot meet up with my friends and things like that and I had lost a lot of weight while I was there but that was because I didn't know anybody so I would go to work and then go to the gym for two hours that was during the week that and on the weekend I would either travel or I might go to a movie but I was pretty much by myself but I was making good money and lost a lot of weight got a whole new wardrobe all of that and one day I was driving home after work and my friend called me and she was like hey how you doing I was like I'm fine you know I'm driving it's funny whatever 
bending down. And she was like, I don't know. She was like, it just seems like, I just feel like you're depressed. Mm. And, y'all, I had to pull over because I just started crying. And I was like, I don't know where you got it from, and I don't know where I'm crying. And I realized that while I was there, I didn't know anybody. I was going like three weeks without even getting a hug mm. and things like that. Needless to say, I ended up moving back to Atlanta. But it just reminded me when you guys were talking is how, how important it is to be with people that know you, like really know you and hang around you and they can keep you grounded and they can recognize when you're off kilter and call you on it. And I just appreciate having people. And let me go to the next one real quick. Mm -hmm. Guys, and thank you for taking the time, even though it wasn't on your schedule or whatever you plan to talk about. But thank you for taking the time to talk about that and how much I appreciate having people in my life that know me and will call me on it. And like when I, like you said one day, I think it was on pregame, but being an introvert, sometimes I, a lot of times I make myself get out and do things and interact with people, the people that know me, and so that I don't fall into some sort of abyss when I'm just by myself. So thank you for highlighting that. You guys are so important to the community, and I really love you. Have a great day. Aw. Well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, I'll just say, like, I think also um, – like I don't know no Falcon Diva obviously you know it's through the show but I know she's always like out doing something especially mm-hmm. sports related travel stuff like that so um on the one hand you know that's human interaction and that's good you know and that, and that, and if you're somewhere and you're not getting that that's going to you're going to feel it whether you're introvert or not you know I think people see introvert and they think not social and that's not the truth you know um but uh we like we like social interaction and shit we just don't like flimsy social interaction normally you know uh at least for myself like i don't like let's talk about the weather and the traffic i don't like any of that shit nothing nothing bores me nothing makes (laughs) there's nothing worse uh you know uh anyway so but the point being um that talking to people that you know especially offline is so fucking important and letting people know you offline is so important because one of the things that i realized over the last couple of years is there's some people that keep people at arm's length um and like to better be socializing with people via the internet because you can really control your image better mm-hmm. you know like you can take that selfie and beat your face to death from the right angle with the best lighting and you can take a million of that same selfie over and over with the filters and all that shit and while i'll feel like i know you i actually just know your best representative from those pictures right i know what you look like when you're beat to the gods ready to like thirst trap a nigga to death there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. not not knocking that but that doesn't really mean i know you you know like i don't know what you look like when it's just like i've been working all day i'm tired i want to go out to the bar and grab a drink but i know my friends that way you know we uh, we do that shit we hey listen man you want to go get something to drink or something like watch a game you know it's also like i don't i can't really know you when all your facebook and tweets and shit are the perfect saying or wording or you know it's text and there's no no tone to it um it's a video but it's a video you've recorded and it's 60 seconds long and it's on your instagram stories and you know what i'm saying like it's like there's a difference between like 
that that knowing someone for real and not and and the filter of the internet and a lot of people are more living on the internet i think because it's easier for them when people don't know them correct like i don't want you to know the real me i don't want you to know how i really think i like you to have this image of me i like you to think of me a certain way and when i meet those people in person the illusion always falls the fuck away like it just i and i think part of that's just because of my natural inclination to kind of like see through people as far as like with empathy or whatnot it's not always a bad thing but where you can just be like oh you want me to view you a certain way but this isn't you you know um because it's, it's it's harder to keep an act up in, in in front of people um so anyway i, I think that's interesting because i think a lot of people have gravitated towards the internet for the opposite reason right um and because you don't feel as alone sometimes because you're going through those things like you said you're in a different city new job you don't have any friends well i'll just socialize with people via social media and stuff but it's kind of not really the same and then when you have those good relationships that go back you know it might be a friend telling you like yo are you going through something right now you know like i have people that, that are like more current friends and like no offense but like if or, or well not even no offense if there's some people that are not in my friendship circle enough to really be on some like if if something was going on with me they'd be able to tell you know they might but they might still be concerned i'm not saying they're bad people but they wouldn't be able to tell then there's some people like a handful of people in my life that i know that if something was wrong going on with me they could just tell you know so anyway thank you i'm glad to, like i said i'm glad that that episode resonated with so many people because uh you know we may we'll do stuff like that more often uh reclaiming our space episode that's right we got emails y'all yes we did this means we're coming to the end guys sorry we've been talking for a while though so y'all got a lot of show okay sure did. i won't hear no complaints uh <laughs> reclaiming our space episode nina writes in hi rod and karen just want to send a quick email to say that i've been listening to you both for so long and i'm so happy to see your growth i sometimes stop and just think about the podcasters slash bloggers that i've been listening to for at the very least a decade and how far everyone has come it includes feminista jones i was so happy to see she was on the show again if you've been listening for a decade you remember when she was on the show before Mm -hmm. i have to say for over a decade i've been saying that high majority of black men simply want the power and control that white men have when i say it it's to a few people in a room and not one person would agree with me ever but i'm used to being the black sheep in the room so the frustration was just familiar it felt really good to hear both uh to hear you both say it as well because i was really starting to think i was the only one who had that thought the best part oh man listen you not and if you get on twitter your ass will be in full of company okay It'll be, you have plenty of people in agreement it's a lot of people i mean be careful because like sometimes the group can go overboard but it's a lot of people okay that is, will tell you like do not trust these niggas okay and there's a lot of them out there by the way that's really just like we gonna get the freedom just black men first straight black men first and then we'll nah, the then y'all <laughs> which means never never uh -uh. um the best part was that it was a man saying it and your podcast has way more listeners than me and you can actually reach people and maybe change some minds i'm hoping that people actually listen and think about it thank you nina you know i was about to say uh they won't but i'm a, i'm i'm gonna chill on that and say i hope they do too right because at the same by that same token we've actually had some people come up and say that listening to the podcast 
has changed their lives and their outlook on things so Mm -hmm. i'm not even gonna downplay our work quote-unquote and our job and our stuff even though we should just really stick to movie reviews and tv reviews but when we dabble into the world of other things occasionally somebody might tell me that it's helpful and i'm glad that it helped people out same so uh our girl caritha wait caritha right like aretha yes uh (laughs) sorry our girl caritha says mystery saw dear rod and karen in the past i've written in the left voice messages to express my appreciation for you too i've talked about how you helped me survive my year of living away from my partner i've talked about how you helped me feel less isolated while i was on fellowship in notre at notre dame which i affectionately call the land of white jesus <laughs> it is i've talked about how your southern accents make me feel like i'm talking to folk i grew up with but this time they take a progressive stance on issues i care about like the rights of lgbt people yeah you know we that we out here okay reverend barber in north carolina too come on uh but when you talked about how in real life you don't mess with people who don't have a good sense of humor something clicked i must be drawn to people who are way funnier than me my partner of 20 years has a much quicker wit than i do he's forever clowning me i'm forever struggling for a decent comeback (laughs) well somewhere deep in my soul i must like that 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 dynamic because that's how i feel with y'all too hell that's how i feel in the chat room too all of the black autist nation is funny to me and i and i apparently like being reminded that i don't have the skills to keep up keep doing your thing hugs kisses for uh prof cory thank you thank you um and you know what i it's not that everyone in my life has to be funny Mm -mm. but they do have to have a good sense of humor that's it be able to laugh like like you don't have to be able to quote-unquote tell jokes or crack jokes but when stuff around happens is funny laugh also low-key man funny is through osmosis man I, I like people act like funny is just natural and there's no nah it's a skill that's why comedians get better over time right that's why you can tell the difference between a comedian starting out in year one and year 10 is because they've made an endeavor to approach it like a job and laugh for a living they make people laugh for a living and craft it if you're listening to us if you listen to other funny podcasts if you're hanging out in the chat room some of our social media circles you're picking up on funny and i'm willing to bet that you're funnier than you would give yourself credit for correct um you know so i because because right you know me over the years i done came a long way right the key to all this shit is not taking yourself too serious that's right and being able to laugh at yourself is the number one thing because if you can't laugh at you you can't take a joke most of the time yeah honestly the people that when i say i hang around funny people and stuff like i said good sense of humor you can laugh at yourself you can take a joke that those are the things because there's a lot of people that can't and those are my non-starters still laughing brandon writes in i just listened to you featuring oh, i just listened to you featuring on the make making podcast great again podcast i st- i'm still laughing that was good that was bad shout out to you in jail that was fucking hilarious thank you thank you you are hilarious i'm definitely a fan of yours keep up the amazing work oh and auntie karen keep the epic puns coming i work third shift i hate my job and i'm the only black here but y'all make my job that much easier to deal with thank you sincerely brandon thanks brandon y'all be encouraging these terrible pun games i'm gonna keep trying dear yeah and uh man listen that uh i was on um i was on insanity uh insanity check podcast on um, movie trailer reviews uh, a couple weeks ago uh, two two weeks ago 
and then i was on making podcast great again with jl covan doing his trump impression and i had so much fun so uh i hope you guys go check those shows out i already saw that he said uh jl said that make a podcast great again is tied for the sec uh for the most downloads ever from a guest uh being on the show i hope even more y'all go listen and i I hope Please we become do. the number one guest that that like oh because mm-hmm. see the other thing is um when y'all do that stuff as fans one i hope y'all are getting introduced to another show and y'all are like oh this is actually good because we normally don't go on just like shitty shows Mm-mm. but then two um i hope that they go oh that's a good reason to have these people on our shows correct you know all right uh liam neeson's governor coon man and the virginia is falling apart <laughs> this is by brooklyn <laughs> shoebag dear ron and karen so is it wrong that i'm more upset in liam neeson's racist and vengeful thoughts 40 years ago and not at the moonwalking rapping and sexual assaulting and black facing shenanigans of the entire state government of virginia my uncle who has lived here there for over 30 years told us that virginia is racist as fuck that even the so-called cool white folks hang up uh, a confederate flag i would almost expect old white dudes in virginia to have a black face wearing pants. damn right we are at the point where if i don't see if, if i talk to a black white person i'm just like go ahead and admit you had the black face you know oh, Lord. get it out the way let's just get it out the way in regards to liam neeson i'm not going to die on the hill of giving liam neeson a defense i do believe that liam neeson's thought process comments and plan was entirely a racist thing uh but he didn't act on it he didn't com- commit the racist act and as far as i know he hasn't been accused of being a racist or doing something racist since then i think racism sexism homophobia and general intolerance are so embedded in the culture of the modern world is that everyone has had racist sexist and anti-everything thoughts what i think is most important is what you do with those thoughts do you recognize the thoughts and what you have been taught is wrong and work towards rejecting that process or do you say fuck it and don't do better now i am mad about what he said on a scale of 100 i'm only 25 percent fuck with because the scale of racism that i feel see and experience every day is much higher as long as trump is in office you might have to do some george wallace level racism before i'm going to dial up to 100 percent. i'm burned out on feeling upset over every single act of racism that is reported if i reacted to it all i'm not going to be able to live although i don't begrudge anyone who wants to cancel liam neeson and burn their taking dvds yeah i ain't canceling him either but i gotta say man and maybe it's i guess i'm finding out that i'm the weird one here um never wanted to hurt any innocent people of a group of a race because of something another person in that race did to me never like not even white people like if a white person called me nigger i never was like i hope i see a white person coming out of family dollar because i'm gonna fuck them up mm-hmm like not even a little bit like women never never was like this girl threw my letter in the trash can in seventh grade so i want to hurt women and maybe i'm a fucking weirdo maybe this is very common this is the human experience and that's why people can kind of empathize with him in a way that i i like i don't really i have more empathy for the idea of damn you told somebody some shit out loud and that you should have kept yourself mm-hmm. i can understand that because everybody's done that but i can't understand that whole anecdotal story he told like i couldn't relate to it at all man uh, i don't know maybe i'm the weird one um 
in regards to 21 savage i'm glad jay-z is helping with his defense and i hope this really opens people's eyes to flaws of immigration and becoming a citizen but on the other hand i did laugh at the memes on twitter when folks found out 21 savage was british yeah everybody did because they was funny fake ass woke ass lying ass niggas god black twitter what's wrong with y'all what's wrong with you come on dead ass son i wanted to see governor north of moonwalk yes i read i'd rather watch that a hundred times at president trump's state of the union address same thanks for your hard work as usual listen i had this thought the other day do you know the traction black twitter would have got out of that motherfucking gif oh if he'd have hit it too if he had moonwalked out of that room and and stood up on his tippy toes you know how much we would be using that shit for everything that'd have been the gift of the year you know what i mean every time somebody do something that day to post that gift you know when your uh when your mom when your mom come home early and you ain't defrost the chicken you know what i'm saying it's moonwalk gift they nigga oh he he's now i'm retro i know i said i praise <laughs> i know i praised his wife at the time and, and i and i mean i meant it at the time but after i had that thought y'all i got mad at it because i was like i wish you wasn't there so he would have did it we could have been like yo i'm about to put this moonwalk gift up even if it would have been bad we still would have been, it using been it. bad it didn't even matter there was no downside to that gift other than the fact that he's an elected official involved in a racial scandal that would have shown horrible judgment at a very pivotal moment where he was trying Come to on. earn back the public trust but other than that it would have been forever oh my god why couldn't that have happened Ah, uh, I know, like Earth Two, that nigga moonwalked. They uh, <laughs> out there with Barry. They got so lucky on Earth Two. Reverse flash, moonwalking. <laughs> well, she, his wife looked away for a second, missed missed the cue, and she didn't catch him in inappropriate circumstances until he was already <laughs> already out the door. <laughs> the reverse flash did some shit to distract her when she wasn't paying attention. Listen, ah! oh my god anyway and she turned around no he was too busy he was he was getting it uh we got this from anthony who says hello oh, oh. that'd have been hilarious they like, i'm riding around and i'm getting it you'd have seen him moonwalking <laughs> they would have put the music under it yeah yes! everything they would have like spliced it into other awkward situations <laughs> you know that did that, that shit how they be the running joke about how beyonce always on beat mm-hmm. that had a gift with him always on beat to some damn song oh man that almost, shit would have been glorious he almost did it didn't we almost have it all hello karen and karen's husband on the va governor situation in that yearbook photo of the person in blackface and the person in the kkk robes folks were trying to figure out who northam was i speculated northam was in the blackface because he said he also did blackface for the michael jackson talent show and his nickname was coon man like he was known to do blackface right but then there's this quote picked up by d palm on the latest insanity check with chris northam and i used just a little bit of shoe polish to put under my or on my cheeks and the reason i use very little is because i don't know if anybody's ever tried that but you cannot get the shoe polish off i remember that (laughs) i was like this nigga did it this dude is a blackface aficionado he would have known to not use so much blackface as seen in the yearbook photo so then he gotta be the person in the kkk robes also there's a second accuser against justin fairfax the lieutenant governor who was first in line oh yeah we just talked about that now hold up though i'm not 100 certain on your th- on your theory about the uh blackface only because i i don't remember 
the timing of the michael jackson contest because it could be the first blackface photo was him learning the lesson that he put on too much shoe polish and then the michael jackson contest came after that and that's when he actually learned you just want to put a dab just a little bit just a little bit of do you just a little bit of blackface okay just a little no no not too much not too much little dab of black just a smudge little contour little black contour do you just just a little bit get your little blush and 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 get it down right little shoe polish foundation come on foundation okay um and voting matters the second in line is dem attorney general mark herring who did the curtis blow blackface and after him is kurt cox who is third in line republican kurt cox was named va house speaker by david yancey in 2017 the va state elections the va operate uh on an off year and ended in a tie so a name was pulled from a bowl and david yancey won from a bowl virginia y'all from a motherfucking bowl the commonwealth are y'all vote like third graders y'all put the common in the commonwealth your vote matters your vote matters voting matters every vote matters yep great week of shows as always please give up the great work and take as many breaks as needed karen your rant about the rage you felt at the 45 one resonated with me deeply thanks for reading my long email great uncle bob thanks man thank you and last one is from my boy jackie who says i appreciate y'all what up Ryder Carol? just wanted to write in and tell you that uh, how much i appreciate it you guys views and opinions it allows me to expand my views and seek out new information your show has helped me grow as a person as one of the main sources i go to get my current events fixed thanks uh thank you for being both being genuine it bleeds through your podcast i wish you both continued success p.s sarcasm y'all slipping on y'all's puns that's another thing i come for and y'all been slacking lol seriously killed the great work Thank you. i feel like we haven't done we haven't done a pun run in a while i feel like we done some but i don't know maybe feel like we haven't done a lot lately <laughs> maybe we haven't slacking i don't know that's a good point i have to i'll try to i think also when we don't play guess the race we don't have as many puns right and it just depends on the race like some of them stories i don't be wanting to do puns <laughs> depend on how they're, not, fuck, they're not worth the good funds depending on how fucked up it is you know what i mean <laughs> some of it's too funny too fucked up i'll be like if i laugh at this everybody gonna hate me <laughs> we gonna get hashtag yeah, canceled i don't want to get canceled over these jokes right um we did get some stuff in the mail mm-hmm. um let's see we got um from canada angie sent us some maple syrup large maple leaf bottle oh yeah mm-hmm, that bottle's pretty uh grade a maple syrup quart uh maple maple cream and maple sugar candy and maple fudge uh she from canada y'all mm-hmm. uh, if you couldn't tell <laughs> 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 dear rod and karen i left you a five-star itunes review and uh, and said as a canadian i can confirm that a toboggan is not a winter hat you made me laugh when you corrected me on southern toboggans you ain't confirmed nothing i ain't no ain't ain't no need to, to get all maple syrup on us i had i had realized after i submitted the review that i phrased that incorrectly in a pre in a preachy northern neighbor kind of way i was just too lazy to go back in and change it i'm sorry for being condescending and slothful so here's a gift offering to make amends you said i shouldn't be maple syrup and all over you but i thought i would i hope you enjoy these <laughs> items and if they are if, if they are duty free or other fees apply email me and i'll send you the cash no don't worry about it uh and it was it was free it was free best regards angie rudax uh putting my toboggan down around my ears and going out to shovel snow oh <laughs> uh, 
you that was so sweet of you baby canadians are so sweet because i was just joking yeah we were just messing with you baby (laughs) i was only joking jokes it was like yeah it was no i was just acting play acting offended but it was only (laughs) we was not offended baby i I didn't find it to be condescending Mm -hmm. it wasn't rude um but that is super sweet of you that yes thank you baby because we got a box i was like what is this and why is it from canada i was so confused yeah man y'all y'all are canadians man y'all have like the best rep i don't know uh y'all so nice i don't know how y'all do it because you know if i would have really thought i was condescending and i was listening to a pot i'm like fuck that nigga take my five stars (laughs) back you know but i'm glad that's so nice wow thank you baby we really have some great fans we do and the last thing we got was from david in brooklyn oh this the hold on i lost my uh did the sticker fall off sticker hold on well i think it just said from david in brooklyn i think it was like a pink sticker purple sticker oh oh thank you all right what does it say it says uh uh bag found on wonket.com and wonket is w-o-n-k-e-t-t-e dot com best regards david from brooklyn and it just it's just a bag that says literally anyone else 2020 and motherfucker that's what i'm on okay like i got me another tote i don't care what luther campbell say i don't care what boys Watkins got to say i don't care what bernie got to say i don't care what nobody got to say get out that primary and we can talk okay we will see elizabeth warren can apologize a warren can apologize uh kamala harris can apologize cory booker can get a girlfriend don't care i'm not talking about any of it online maybe on the podcast and that's a maybe we we doing things different this time come on ain't gonna be no repeat y'all can play rewind i'm not doing that again i see these niggas arguing and shit simone sanders shouldn't have told black men to shut up okay y'all y'all fight that one out because last time i checked uh if kamala harris make it out she getting my vote if simone sanders made it out i would vote for her get in the primary and let's see what's up low-key if hillary clinton run again i'm voting for her if she was the primary if she get out the primary i don't care i might not vote in my primary in my state i might not i've never not voted in my primary i might go up there and vote for everything else and leave that shit blank because it don't matter all of them better all of them i can't believe we here again do you you know i'm not gonna do it all right guys we'll talk to y'all later I gotta go uh see my niece's uh recital. Yeah, she in honor roll orchestra, y'all. She was like uh uh one of the uh highest students in uh in the system and mm-hmm. she's playing an honors orchestra. I was like, Hey, honors girl As a freshman. Yeah, yeah, as a freshman, she was like, I didn't make first chair. I said, Baby, you ain't gonna make first chair. I was like, that them from the juniors and the seniors. Yeah, but maybe one day. Yeah, but honey, honors, I played in band. I wouldn't honors nobody. I was the second and third row. So all right, y'all. Y'all have a good rest of your evening and we'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Until then, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.